All right, folks, welcome back to another Out of the Rough Golf Podcast. Can't believe this thing is still running, but it is. We got the wheels on the car, and it's rolling down the road. Uh, we got a special pod here for you. I think we're all pretty happy about it. Um, it's the Ryder Cup post show, post yeah, Ryder this Cup. This pod's show. still rolling like a well-oiled machine. You know what else was a well-oiled machine? The, the European US. team. <laughs> <laughs> and we're off, folks. <laughs> But no, uh, big congrats to the U.S. for fucking taking it home. I knew they were going to with just unprecedented fashion. I, I, I fucking knew it. We had a team full of stallions, and they fucking stampeded across Whistling Straits. Yeah, all, all of us thought the U.S. was going to win. None of us thought they were going to win by this much. It is a new Ryder Cup modern era scoring record i mean i was pretty points. adamant that they were going to wipe the floor with them this was a boat race though. Y- you were I mean, you were the most bullish but it would have taken like no one no one said this yeah i think we're all around 15 i don't re- i don't remember what i said on the podcast but i do know in the group you were message, the i was saying yeah. they were going to wipe the floor with them yeah you were you were by far the most bullish yeah, I was probably saying they're gonna win like twenty to eight. That seems on brand for you, but I don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, you, I don't think I really spit out a number. You never spit out a number. You just said like it's gonna be a. They're gonna get dom. You said it was gonna be a dominant win. Yeah, yeah, and it very much was. Um, look, I, it it goes without saying that this is a very, very, very stellar team. And it, it bodes well for the future of the Ryder Cup for the U.S. At the very same token, like, I think if you played this back again, it probably wouldn't have gone this way. Like, it wouldn't have been, like, a lot yeah. of things went right for them this sure. week. And I, I still think they would have won. I think if you roll it back 10 times, the U.S. wins 7 out of those 10, if not 8 out of 10 times. Oh, I agree, but yeah. not by this but margin. Not by yeah. yeah. So I mean, many matches went to 18. Yeah. Like a lot of them. Those did. closing holes are not easy either. I, I mean, I, I mean, not to jump into like the course so quickly, but I was really happy with how Whistling played for this. I thought it like firstly like I would have expected potentially a blowout like this if like we went back to Hazeltine, but like this wasn't like it, this was a test still. It wasn't just tar- it, it was target golf to a degree, but it wasn't like. There was so much going into the wind and stuff, like yeah. so many calculations, and like you had to be on your shit, and if you weren't on your shit, you were exposed. I mean, sure. even there was an interview after the first day um, with Shane Lowry being like, "How comfortable do you feel coming here? Like, how much did it remind you of?" He's like, "Yeah, when I got here, I was like, this, you know, this was a, this was like a, it felt familiar. Yeah, like, and obviously it's not Lynx golf, but." Right. The fact of the matter that he said it felt familiar, like, is enough to say, like, this wasn't, like, as cut and dry a U.S. course as people want to make it out to be. It was cut and dry a U.S. skill set course. For sure. But it wasn't the standard kind of prototypical design that you saw at Hazeltine to, like, ensure a U.S. victory. It just right. leaned to the strengths of this U.S. team and the team that Stricker picked. It, it favored people with extremely impeccable long long game. Yeah. People that, had, that are great with their fairway woods that are great with their long irons and can be able to put that height on their balls. Yeah. Whereas you have a lot of Europeans that kind of grew up wanting run to flight things and, and run yeah. the ball. Yeah, it was interesting. I uh, When I think about distance, I think about distance off the tee. 
But like you said, the fairway woods and the the long irons were huge for the U.S. team. I think that was uh, definitely well calculated by the team to to set it up that way. It was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's a testament, you know, as well to, you know, when you play alternate shot on a course like that and you have these holes where it's like the same super long holes tend to fall on the same cadence, you put that right guy in your alternate shot pairings in the right position off of uh, which holes he tees off of. And all of a sudden, you have all of that length, depth on your team paying dividends immediately by like always having yourself in a better position. Like we outscored them on par fives by like almost double. Like yeah. it's it's insane how much better we were on the par fives than them. It just because we have so much depth of long hitters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that definitely is something that you know the course demanded is you know accuracy and length, and the wind added to that, making it that much harder. Um, I mean, just watching 17, the matches that got to 17, like, I think that was my favorite hole to watch just because it was such a demanding par three and, like, the wind played such a... I mean, I think one day it was playing, like, 260 and just seeing these guys hit long irons fucking into the wind just on a rope. Like, Morikawa hit a draw in one day. I was just like, dude, this guy (laughs) primarily hits a cut every fucking shot. Yeah. He hit just the purest draw with the wind, like... That hole on Saturday with that insane like thirty mile power yeah. wind right to left in the afternoon was fucking unreal to watch. Yeah, like that w- must have been such a terrifying hole. A hole perched up on the lakeside, everything falling left. Like you cannot. I mean, cannot I would hit driver left. into it. Try to hit a cut into the wind in that situation. <laughs> you yeah. have to rip driver and hope <laughs> yeah. that it got around the green. Yeah. You know, like. And, and they're then, just hitting like driving irons or like even four irons and shit. And Bryson like, hit an eight iron. Yeah. yeah. But uh, before we jump into like too many specifics about holes or, or players, but yeah, I agree with you, Dave. I think whistling showed up. It, yeah. it was a really fun course. I think it's a great match play course. I think where what things be, when things become muted during a stroke play event on that course, it amplifies it because it becomes these really exciting holes for momentum swings and big plays and you know failing moments on these match play events where every hole is like a mini tournament and uh yeah i had a i had a blast watching you know the first few i mean watching alternate shot at the Ryder cup may be like the purest form of golf entertainment it's so good i almost wish it was only alternate shot like i i like like best ball and i like this the fact that there's singles um we can go into like if sunday's the best day to have singles and stuff like that further later in the pod but uh it's like yeah i i agree i enjoy watching the alternate shot the most out of it because you know that's like the the truest like you're having to act as a team like you and your partner are sharing a ball and you guys are both playing the hole together and it just I feel like it embodies what the Ryder Cup is the most and uh, just acting as a team, playing with your partner. You're both going through each shot, like, and I don't know. It's it's dope. No, all shots the coolest format in golf. I mean, yeah. we all just played it recently, and yeah. it's, it's so much fun. It's such a good test. It's such a different <laughs> way to play the game, but it's it's just so awesome. And as watching these guys do it, it was really incredible. Yeah, I, I mean – if they came out next year and was like, "Yeah, we're we're killing the we're killing the four ball and we're yeah. just doing four sums," I'd be like, "I'm in." Yeah, cool. I, I'm it. not like against four ball being there, mostly because I think if it was purely if it was purely four sums, we may have 
not won by as much because right. you can't hide guys that like and, Bryson as much. That and there's the whole like in person aspect. Like when you have just like four balls being played at once, it's a lot the less whole golf. day. Yeah. yeah, and there's you know thousands of thousands of people but, that are like watching and shit. Look, I mean, from everything that I've ever heard, I've never been to a Ryder Cup, but I, from my understanding, the viewing is already pretty. Yeah, like just on the ground, like it's impossible to. Like, I mean, I've especially get... heard that this week, like uh, as far as the grandstands, they're only were further places. back than normal. Well, and you you lose half of the visibility of the course because you have a giant body of water on one side of the yeah. of the course, right. so you can't surround. And I, you know, I it, you you definitely didn't get the same boisterousness that you had at Hazeltine or at at uh, Lake Golf National because there weren't giant amphitheaters. And I do think there was something to where like the Europeans that w- weren't able to travel here, like it definitely didn't have that ping pong. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely more of a, like, you know, there's still like, of course there's going to be more Americans there, but there's generally more European fans there. And it, it, it has that, like you said, ping pong effect where they're going back and forth. And, uh, it didn't really translate on TV. Like it was still fine for me viewing wise on TV. Like, uh, but I can understand how it would be different when you're there in person, but uh, granted, I've never been to a Ryder Cup either. But uh, you know, I've watched several at this point. But uh, yeah, the the energy is far more palpable. Yeah, you know, when you have when you have that back and forth, and you have those larger amphitheaters, and that's not to say we can't continue to go to like world class golf courses like this. Um, well, this is this just is a unique setting because there is so much like so many hills and stuff and just to build the infrastructure like you said with the lake and the mounds of hills and stuff like i can imagine it was kind of a logistical nightmare figuring out how to fit like fit grandstands and stuff into there yeah yeah i don't envy whoever's job that was yeah for sure regardless it but did, they also picked the venue you yeah know, like yeah which i think was great like yeah. as far as a tv viewing thing i think the venue is great broadcast wise we can go into that later it was horrendous yeah but uh as far as viewing the actual golf, like when they were showing golf, it was awesome. Like looking at whistling, and and I do think it set up well for some. Like what was that par three on the front where the Lake Michigan's to the right? It's number two, isn't it? No. <laughs> Either way, it's five. like it's a it's a relatively long par five, par three, and just the whole crowd is on the left hand side. Um, it's it, it made for some good 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 viewing, and like it looked really cool with the amount of people that were along the whole hole yeah. and it was almost like a natural like you know amphitheater you know seating for them because it slanted down so it looked it looked awesome yeah it was yeah. really cool i, I mean, it, it showed well on television without without question i was really spoiled uh my dad played there two years ago and i watched most of this with him and so getting to watch the Ryder cup with someone who's actually played the holes and kind of is talking you through the shots, and obviously he did not play the tees that they oh, played or anything I'm, like I'm that. I'm definitely going to play there. There's no it's doubt. bucket list. Yeah, it's going to be. It moved up probably next year. I would imagine. The, Let me know when you book your tickets. The the hole that you're yeah. think, thinking of, Dave, is number seven. Yeah. Seven. Um, yeah. And the name of it, if you recall, the post conference with, with the Europeans Rory. is called yeah. Shipwreck, yeah. and he was calling out Alan Shipnuck. <laughs> um, anyway, um, but. Yeah, I think that's one of the be- the better holes for sure. It, it all the pa- par threes are world that's class. That's the hole yeah. with the, like the tucked back it, little portion of the green, the right? super yeah. long yeah. green that rolls all the way back into the yeah yeah, where they have that little pocket where they put the fin. fin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, good hole. I, all the par threes are 
excellent out there. I mean, there really aren't too many. There's some holes that are just good, but every hole out there, I think, for match play is phenomenal. Yeah. The par fives are great. Um, I mean, I don't think there was a hole where I'm like, uh, like there was enough like kind of reachable par fours too. I thought number one was a great starting hole yeah. too. Like, you know, you, you had a few washes, but like, I don't know when, when Bryson drived it during his, his singles match, like I was like, he tried three times to do this and he got it on his third attempt. Yeah. Like, like it, it's, and it paid off. Like there's, t- it was tons of, uh, guys that were going for it. And then they ended up in that left shit. Yeah. Some people got miraculous up and downs like Bryson. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So I, I thought whistling showed up, man. I'm, I'm really happy about it. And I'd like to front load any sort of negativity about this. So I would be happy to jump into the broadcast quickly. Um, okay. Um, whist- just too many commercials per usual. Um, it was rough viewing. Like I was invested heavily since it was the Ryder cup and just like, as soon as you start getting going in a match, it's like, Oh, time for a playing through or time for a commercial. And the, and just, it, it was hard to, to, to watch. Like it, it, it definitely takes away from the viewing. Like I understand you you need to make your money, but it, it's gotten ridiculous. And especially for such a, a great tournament, um, it, it, it's a bummer. That's, that's really all I have to it say. It was borderline it. unwatchable. I mean, that, like that first morning, like right when it kicks off, you're super amped up to watch it. And I swear the first hour of coverage was like 60% commercials. I mean, and I, like you said, I get it that you're always going to have commercials, but it was really, really, really tough to get They've through. They just put themselves in a hard place where that's how they have decided to make their money. Like, and, yeah. and you know, that can't be changed until you try to renegotiate contracts and stuff like that. And I, they, just recently did that so yeah it doesn't sound like it's going to get any better either with yeah. how the contracts have played out but when well, like bryson's bomb that he hit on i think it was five. saturday on five oh, it wasn't even on the coverage i think it was on friday and it was during the afternoon pairings uh downwind yeah number five 417 yard drive yeah. didn't show it yeah so yeah. Well, what are we doing I mean, they didn't show a lot of things. Like, they really are lacking as far as, like, being able to keep track of matches, especially during singles. Like, I get that there's 12 matches out there, but even keep track of fucking I mean, they they missed Rory's birdie putt or his eagle putt on number two during his Sunday match, and that means there was one other group on the course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for him. Like, I'm just saying, like, to an extent, I, I get, like, you can't keep track of everything, but, like... I don't know. You are, are, I just don't think it should be that hard to have like 12 cameras out there. Like uh, for one, at least one for each match. Like it shouldn't be that difficult. Oh, here's the deal is that they do. They've just done such a terrible job producing the product to get it out there. Cause at the end of the day, they're all getting enough time. Cause too many commercials. commercials, yeah. Yeah. They don't have enough time. There's too many commercials or they spend the equity of their time on air talking about bullshit. Yeah. You know, providing context around bullshit, stuff that people don't care about. And if they do, like, they're not actual golf fans. They're there for the pageantry of whatever this right. thing is. And they just keep shoving that down people's throats as if that's more important than the golf that's going on and the personalities and fleshing out these characters on the course, which they don't yeah, if seem to care about. there's any tournament to not do that shit, it's this one. Because this is the tournament that the players get the most, like... Animated. Animated, yeah. like, 
getting in like with the crowd, getting people amped up and just like, I don't know, like person after person after match after match, like they all express how much like it means to be on a Ryder Cup team and how much this is their favorite event. And even more so than winning majors, like being on a winning Ryder Cup team or winning your match, like how much it means to them. Like, and yeah, like, like you said, they're just filling up airtime that could be spent, you know, watching the shots of these guys you know i get to to a degree like it's nice having you know people give little flashbacks on the history of Ryder cups every now and again but do that save that for like the morning like before they tee off or like in between sessions like there's time to put that stuff in there but i just hate so much of like the the ego in the booth as well the amount of times that they jerk themselves off about faldo's record or and fucking Z- justin leonard's zangers fucking winning Ryder cup year and yeah stuff it's like just that. like yeah. god go like nobody gives a shit about you guys patting yourselves on the back right like firstly you guys have all done a terrible job commentating this in such a ridiculous way that whenever someone has any success in any moment during this week it's the biggest moment in their lives like oh it wasn't it wasn't the best shot that kid's ever hit. It wasn't his. He nearly aced a par four to win the PJ Championship, you right. know, a year and a half ago. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, like when they say shit, like this isn't at the Ryder Cup. When, like, Zinger I mean, said. That was, like, granted, like that, you're talking about Zinger, talking about Morikawa shot in on the 17. I don't remember which day it was, but. It was Sunday. It was to win the Ranger, uh, to win the Ryder I Cup. I mean, it was, was a, it was a fucking big, huge moment for sure, hitting that shot in. But yeah, like you said, like it may not have been the shot of his life or but whatever. Here, but here's the deal. Like, what Zinger kind of fails to do in this moment is, like, recognize that they're, they have nine other matches, 10 other matches on the course, and they just need one other person to also right. push a match. Like, yeah. that cup isn't in question if Morikawa doesn't hit that shot. Yeah. Like, him winning a major at the PGA Championship right. after, like, was cemented after he hit that par four. Yeah. Like, so he may not have very well known that, it, like, he was getting, that, he was getting that half point yeah. to, like, put the U.S. over either. Like, yeah, maybe... A, assistant captain came up yeah there was we're at 14 points or whatever like that that winning that cup was not in question like that that, like there was no pressure on that no at least not i mean obviously pressure but like not like not like the level that he was dealing with to win that yeah it's not like it was going match to match to decide who like he wasn't yeah he wasn't the last those those guys knew they were winning that thing were going into sunday like they knew their their thing was like patrick cantley said it like they wanted to get to 20 like they're let's fucking shut the door on these guys yeah like, i i think he said that spieth told him all the night before 19 would be the record no that was what tiger said to them oh really is it yeah. the record or was 20 the record 19 is the record, is the record. They, they tied it though right no no 18, 18 and a half, half was the record they broke it with 19 okay yeah um the uh and then Cantley in the room was saying that he wanted 20 oh, okay um but if there was a shot this week that had pressure it was the 18th hole in the last match with matthew fitzpatrick to stop it from being a record and he fucking fatted it into the fucking water so <laughs> that was a pressure was the, for the record though like i i don't, I don't know, know. I, I mean i was it's all speculation but dude but can, just I, I know sorry but uh talking about like clutch shots and like important shots like how many clutch putts did john rom make this week i was I mean, gonna save like 45 minutes for rom for this yeah. thing i'm yeah. just saying like i'm glad everyone's getting on the fucking train because 
he's the fucking man and is a baller and is going to be a baller for a while. I, I want to give John all of his very deserved like praise from this week because he certainly deserves it. What I do have to say is that like he had he's having his moment. Like there's a difference between like being like a dominant force for a long time and like being hot. Like this is his fucking year. He is peaking. And, he's and like yeah. and I hope it I continues the, because I think I don't it, agree. I think like sure he could be like playing at his golf potential, but I think he can play like this for a long time. I said the same thing about Spieth in 2015. Like people go through lulls, and he hasn't even reached that. Yeah. So let's let's all just like I am. I like Rom. Like I I don't want to discount. Like I said, I don't want to take away from his praise. Like he is the 800 pound gorilla in the room with these matches. Like you could see from the way that Spieth and Brooks talked about him. Like DJ. Yeah. They're yeah, just like and the post thing was like yeah. They I mean they were going up. Or we were having to go against Rom or whatever. Like oh, talking about Scheffler, like he, like was yeah. watching that match. Like if Scheffler won that, yeah, match. he's like that's the only match on the board I was paying attention yeah. to. Yeah, and like he's like that gave us momentum. That yeah. gave me like, uh, like desire and fire to go For after sure. it. And that was going to be my second point is that like yeah, John Rom was like a, a fiend this week, but he ran to the fucking chef, baby. <laughs> Burry the five of the first six. What a fucking statement. Like, listen, I. I was rooting for Chef that whole match. Don't get me wrong, but the Rom was carrying people on his back. Oh, all without week. Like, without question, I'm sure he was feeling a little gas. Yeah, but and he still played great. Like he did. Fucking yeah. Scheffler had five birdies in the first start, six. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like Rom played hard to beat that. Rom yeah. played good golf. Like yeah. he still like he would have probably won what other what other match he, he ran into. He had his opportunities too in the middle of that match to like do. Yeah, it, he talked he about it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean. Props to Chef. Like, yeah, I mean, I was rooting for that. I am still 100% convinced that if Rom and Sergio played DJ Morikawa, they would have gotten obliterated. Yeah. They were so fucking sharp. That would have been awesome to watch. They were crazy. I think the only pairing on the other side that could have given. Sergio is. Sorry to interrupt. You can finish. I was going to say the only pairing that I think would have given them a run for their money would have been Hovland and Rom together. Yeah. yeah, but like at that point, you're splitting like. I your think two Sergio and Rom are like a perfect force. Dude, zones. Sergio was a dead carcass in their second. But go dude, around. he was hitting some great approach shots to put Rom Putting in position Rom in to make spots. good putts. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's 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 a decent foursomes partner yeah. for Rom, but yeah. he is a yeah. liability for a four in four ball. ball. Yeah, for sure. No, no, but like Rom and him for fucking for foursome all yeah. is fucking dialed because Sergio. He can hit his irons. Like, if there's one thing he can do, it's hit fucking Dude, irons. Was, I mean, whenever he gets it straight, like, he can hit the fuck out of the golf ball off the tee, too. Yeah, yeah. he can he, put it out there. Yeah. There was For, some. There was one drive in particular, I don't know what hole, but he, like, recoiled on it, and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. dude. Like, dude, he was – sometimes he was out driving everybody in the group on four balls. Sergio's yeah. always been just a ball striker's ball striker. Like, he yeah. just is so good at yeah. hitting the ball. But – uh you know, it's like a short game of putting and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it it goes to show though that like <laughs> he got fucking exposed on Sunday at how much he's being carried by Rom because he got fucking dusted by Bryson. Yeah, yeah. Like Bry- Bryson was playing well, no question. Like we'll get to Bryson, but like I let's not pretend that Sergio is like the terrifying Sergio of past Ryder Cups when he was sitting he was standing next to John Rom. No, no, but he, I, he did what he needed to. He for did, his part, especially in foursomes. Yeah, I think, I think. Future European Ryder Cups, if Sergio makes their team, which I think he would still get a captain's pick at least for the next one, 
especially with how good him and Rom played together and like the Spanish lineage and the, all I, that. They they won't win. They they well, won't like no. They, I'm just well. Let me finish what I was saying. I think if you put Sergio out there with Brom for four sums and then play him on Sunday, let him rest, and yeah, I think that would be the perfect recipe for Sergio in the next Ryder Cup. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Let's see where his game's at. But, but I, I think you know. I think his irons are are will will be there at least for the next four years. Yeah, I, he might get a ceremonial nod like Ian Poulter got with Definitely. this, this yeah. next one. And Lee Westwood. Yeah. Wait, you th- oh, like his, Lee, Lee Westwood got his ceremonial nod. Well, no, he, well, qualif- he, he qualified no, on qualified points. No, 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 let me finish. I didn't really get to go into that. I think for him playing, the amount he played in this Ryder Cup was because they all knew it was going to be his last Ryder Cup. Like he, him and Fitzpatrick should not have gone out both days. They're like, if you are like, yeah, I mean, we can talk about the gross negligence of Father yeah. Harrington. For and this I think Ryder it Cup. is partially because like, this is Lee's last Ryder cup. Like, yeah, like it might not be the best call to put him out here again this next day, but we're going to do it because he's not going to play in another one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could have paired him up with someone besides Fitzpatrick. Me, maybe, and, me but... and Padraig Harrington have very similar captaining styles. <laughs> just trying to make people happy out there uh but uh r- regardless of that what i did want to kind of touch on is that like i i think i think rom and sergio the strongest they looked was friday morning yeah without question like the fact of the matter is is that like when spieth and brooks played together against them they could not get out of fucking second gear yeah. Like they barely lost that. It went to 17 and they were both playing like dog shit. Yeah. Like Rom and Sergio did not look unbeatable at all that afternoon. It wasn't until like the last six holes that Rom turned back into the fucking the man. Yeah. Like there was a couple moments during this week where like Rom was kind of asleep at the wheel. Yeah, and he played a shitload of golf this week, obviously. Yeah, I mean, with good reason. Like, he should have. I still stand by 100% that you play Rom five sessions, you play Hovland five sessions, you play Rory fucking McElroy five sessions. Hovland did play five sessions. I I, I know, it wasn't done. Like, so did Rom, I was saying. Um, you play Rory McIlroy five fucking sessions. I don't care how he's playing. He's a superstar. You don't, you're not going to get a ceiling out of fucking Matthew Fitzpatrick to blow someone out. Right. Like Rory showed you what he could do on Sunday. Like he just, he had his back against the wall. He knew how he'd been playing and you, you fucking play him five rounds. I don't, I don't, I don't care what your excuses are. Right. Like the guy has never sat in his life until Saturday. And I'm sure if you asked him, he wouldn't have wanted to. I think part of it is that. I can't speak for Podrick, but I think from what I've heard, fucking that they go, they have like a set plan and he's going off of fucking statistics and algorithms and shit like that. And he's very set in his ways from did, what. Did it, you hear his statements before? He said, no one's going to play five sessions. Well, I did hear that. But, and then he played Rom five sessions and Victor Hovland five yeah. sessions. Rom would have fought him if he tried not to play him. I don't, yeah. I, I think Rom is very amenable to whatever the team requires of him. I know, I know. I'm just saying. He, the way but, he, he played. Yeah, so obviously there was a little bit of like changing that. I guess Narrative. I was wrong about that. But regardless, he changed it in the wrong ways if it, if it were me. But, yeah, like, there, there was so many, so many bad decisions. Like, I, I don't know why Tommy Fleetwood didn't play more foursomes. Like, he's 
Like his putting is bad without yeah. question, but he's still one of your strongest ball strikers. Yeah, he's the same thing as Sergio to a degree. Yeah, like he'll make some long ones for you on occasion. But who's but, like the the comparison to Sergio had Rom to make his putts? Who Hovland, would you, Fleetwood, and Hovland should have Hovland been. Hovland isn't a great putter though. Dude, he was putting it fine this week. Yeah, but he's not like uh, sure. Uh, I, I mean, you're not gonna find another putter on Europe that's, that's like what I, Rom. That's, that was my question. Like, yeah. but who, they're gonna who, get some matches against a weaker lineup than what. Rom and Sergio had to deal with like, yeah. I like they would have beaten. I mean, I disagree. And I think Fleetwood the U.S. Would... team like they could send out any pairing and they're gonna have a good match. Hovland and Fleetwood are gonna beat Harris English and Tony Finau. I don't know. Tony Finau was killing it, fucking best ball on Friday. He had like seven birdies or something like that. He was carrying fucking Harris English around. I I like Tommy Fleetwood and Hovland together as a. And like as a as a foursome or a, a four ball matchup, I, I mean, don't disagree that I don't I don't I'm not saying I don't like them together. I was just asking the question of like who is there just no comparable putter? Like is there a, like is it is it Ian Poulter because he summons his good putter during Ryder Cup? No, mostly like during singles. Like yeah. that was the only time. But where like you... who? So it's just Rom that like can really roll the rock on that team. I get it, but like Tommy Fleetwood and Victor Hovland got paired together on I think it was Friday in foursomes, and they tied Justin Thomas and Patrick Cantley. Patrick Cantley, who played a phenomenal Ryder Cup, yeah, yeah, like that was their second strongest pairing, yeah, like that they should have leaned on for as long as they could have. Like there was so much more juice to squeeze out of that European team, and I just think it was grossly mismanaged. Yeah, I don't disagree. And Hovland and Fleet, they kind of fit that pairing of you have your long guy off the tee on the right holes and have the right irons coming in with the right guy it it really comes down to the greens with that that pairing like and I think you're, that, you're trying to get hovland putting as much as you can and look yeah. if if sergio is like this strong guy and then the rom and sergio pairing was too strong and you should have put sergio with like rory or put him with think, someone else i don't think any of us are saying it was too strong like i don't think any of either uh, any I'm, of us are saying like sergio like is able to like carry his own and like do his thing what i'm saying is that like if all you have to do is throw a ball 70 yards don't send out rom and sergio to throw it 100 yards like if you only need to get 70 percent out of this group to get the win then put that somewhere else yeah i don't disagree i think mixing up you know rom and sergio wouldn't have been a horrible idea like rom would have won if you put out lee westwood with him like he would have made it work like if yeah, he, I don't disagree. Like he was going to make it work regardless of who. So he was put with. Sergio with like Rory, like who needed yeah. that helping hand. They would have gotten a point out of something. Yeah. Like, Rom, you could make anything fucking work. Yeah, you you go out and play four ball. I mean, Rom you and fucking... Fitzpatrick probably would have worked really well. Like Fitzpatrick yeah. could, you know, strike strike the ball around. Like he's not the longest, but Rom can fucking hit long that's irons. What, that's like what I'm saying, man. Like, like it. Yeah, they didn't optimize by any means. Like I, they they tried it with uh, John Rahm and Tyrrell Hatton against Scotty and and Bryson, and unfortunately, like Tyrrell Hatton was just like missing. Yeah. For him, so like they, I think they try it to a degree with that pairing, but to me, it's just like you gotta keep taking swings. Right. Like you, like if you're gonna be completely lopsided against this U.S. team, then you've got to find some long shots to make it work. Like just going out there and like trying to guarantee a point is like cool. You guaranteed a, a point, point and then lose the other three. Yeah. Like. I don't know. No, Instead, I you totally just ended agree. up losing them. Like it, but at the end of the day, like Padraig Harrington went into this Ryder Cup completely like unmatched, like, yeah. like completely mismatched. Like there was just there was no way you're going to come into this and beat a team at Whistling Straits with the pedigree that they had 
with their average world ranking being 8.2. Yeah. I think if you tried to make the worst pairing from the U.S. team and put it against, like, Rom and Sergio or, like, whoever you – Rom and Hovland, like, it would still be a good match. Is like – they were just outgunned. Uh, I don't know I, about I that. I don't think I agree with what, that. Well, like, Harris English and – Bryson? I mean – yeah, I, I you put Bryson out in a in a foursomes with Harris English against John Rahm and Hovland, they're getting obliterated. I don't I don't agree with that. A foursomes I, with Bryson? Yeah, I, I don't. Who was spraying it all over the place and was ham and egging it? Luckily, with Scheffler, he like might he was out of his it. game plan with foursomes. We saw it in Paris. He couldn't yeah. fucking do it. Yeah, I mean it was a different tournament. I'm just saying, like I I. I think uh, my point is that they were outgunned. Like I yeah. think that, but you're also I saying still that think John Rahm is the greatest player possibly ever, and I you're did. saying he could lose to Harris English and Bryson if he had Victor Hovland, well, who it's is a team thing. Like if you're playing foursomes, like you have to, you know. I, I'm just saying, like, I hear your sentiment. Yeah, but, I'm not saying like they would, but, uh, definitely win a hundred percent. I'm just saying like it would still be a match. Like it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be done after fucking eleven holes. You know, like, I think there's a clear difference between like dominating someone and obviously going beyond 11 holes. Right. Like the idea here is that like, you're making it sound like the entire U S team is a bunch of Goliaths and like, there was just nothing to stop them. And like, there was nothing that Europeans could have done. And like, I would agree that like they weren't winning this Ryder cup, but like, it's not like we had the 10 best or the 12 best players in the world. And that then it started their players after that. This wasn't miracle on ice situation. Like there was a lot of like Rom and Javi would have been really fucking good. Yeah. But then you run back into the thing. It's like, okay, you have two of your two best guys in one group. Well, that that wasn't, that wasn't your argument though. Your argument was that you could I know that's not my argument, but like you wouldn't do that. Like in a Ryder Cup, like, yeah, but you're changing, we're the, talking you're about changing the, the subject. Well, I get it. I, yeah. I get it. My point from that whole sentiment was that, like, I just said that they were outgunned, and I feel like you could put the two worst Americans against the two best fucking Europeans, and it would still be a decent match. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I get. I, I get. I think at this stage, it just becomes what's a decent match. Like, yeah. you shake it out. You they play ten times. If you make it to sixteen, it's a decent match. Like you didn't get fucking obliterated, but you didn't get demolished. I think if they, if I don't, I, maybe we can just end it after this. But like, if you play Rom and Hovland against Harris English and Bryson, and you play ten matches, like they're losing eight of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. I, I, well, like that know. wasn't my, my my point. I hear what you're saying. My I, point yeah. wasn't that they were gonna beat them. My point was just that I thought. Yeah, we're you were saying the Americans are really, really talented and stout, <laughs> yeah. and horses for courses. It's yeah, we were a deep team. Like yeah. we were, like there was a question. Like our debatably the twelfth guy on the team beat their number one guy on Sunday. Like, yeah, I mean he was our twelfth pick. I I mean yeah. I would have dropped Harris English off this team before Scheffler. Sure, but... I I would agree with that. I so we can say eleventh or tenth guy. Regardless, a guy towards the bottom of the roster beat the number one guy on their team. Like. And that kind of speaks to what I was saying too, you know. So, yeah. Listen. But but what we were also saying earlier, like if and, and maybe we didn't say it on the pod, but like if Rom and Scheffler ran that back nine more times, like Rom's beating Scheffler, yeah, a lot. Yeah, he would win the majority of the matches. I and I definitely b- believe that there was fatigue going into Sunday with for Rom. sure. I mean, yeah. come on, he's twenty six years old. Like, yeah, but he had the DJ's thirty eight, and he yeah. did five rounds and like was fine. But he had the 
the good grace of being paired with Mur- Murakawa. Uh, fucking Rom was carrying the fucking European yeah. team on his back. I mean, sure. I, I mean, at the end of the day, like they're still hitting the same number of golf shots. Like I, I get, get it. Yeah, but there and is also like, like something to be said about mental drain and fatigue. And no one like, manages mental ex- like ex- like expenditure better than DJ. <laughs> and uh, no, I think there's something to be said about that. He brushes I, I it off easily. Being serious. Oh well, uh, for in 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 past history, Rom hasn't been the best with that. Like he's been a hothead. So like, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. So we just. Uh, I just don't about, think you can blame his loss to Scheffler on fatigue. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying that's like why he lost. I'm just saying that had to do with the, the state he was in. Like, and yeah, I, it, I Scheffler went out fair. and beat him. Like he, like I said, Rom still played good golf. Scheffler fucking shot five birdies in the first six holes. Like that's gonna be hard to beat. Yeah, like you're playing from behind the eight ball at that point. So we just talked about the uh, European team and and Podrick. What do y'all think about what Stricker did? I I think it was almost impossible to fuck up. Like after he had made his pairing selections, like which was the well, but, thing but that's he what did. I'm talking like, about is making the correct parent, like the correct captain's picks, and not putting Reed on this team, not putting like Kisner or Nah, and like all this potential. Well, maybe it was not pressure to him. He's an older guy, like and not feeling it from like social media. But there was definitely like a. Hey, Kevin Na and Kevin Kisner should be on this team, blah, blah, blah. And going with guys like Scotty, like it, it was the right choice and he made the right choice. And then after he did that, I think you kind of just let let the boys go do their thing. Yeah. Well, he took the same approach he did with the President's Cup was basically like, I'm going to put the pieces in the room and then I'm going to make this a far more kind of open conversation of how this kind of plays out. And he gave the players a lot of leeway to kind of self-select. Sounds similar to my... Going into the gym oh, and picking Christ. fucking your partner's approach. Yeah, that's where you were saying that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it sounds eerily similar. To yeah. That. Well, look, a monkey in a tuxedo could have won with this team. Like, it, it didn't take, like, at the end of the day, but that's even the monkey picked the team. Like, that was part of the job. Here's the point. Yeah, too. that's what my point was that that was the most important thing he did. And yeah. He did that and made the right choice. That even being said, if he chose Kisner and if he chose Kevin Na, if he chose Co-Cracker, if he chose Sam Burns, if he chose whoever, like, they were still sure. fucking winning the sure. Ryder Cup. There's no and, doubt. And, like, yeah. the thing is, like, his selections ensured them to win the record. That that right. was what he, he managed to pull off. Yeah. And not to say that, like, he didn't, like, make his impact. Like, he led a team to win with the largest margin ever. And there's probably a lot of delicate handwork that's done in that situation. There was bombs to defuse with Bryson and Brooks. There was things to kind of, you know, work through and make sure that things are handled pre- correctly. But I think there's a lot of self-policing and management done by the players within that system, too. It seemed like for the first time ever, I do not worry about the U.S.'s team's chemistry at a Ryder Cup like that to, I mean, at least with this squad how much is that is like getting Patrick Reed out of the locker room a lot Whoa. of it or not really I think it's a I think it's two things I think the first thing is yes Patrick Reed not being there is helpful I think the other thing the bigger thing is that Phil and Tiger aren't players yeah. yeah that power vacuum is gone and all of a sudden becomes far more egalitarian within Are that we locker surprised room. that phil wasn't more like in the limelight like doing his phil thing like he kind of stepped back and like wasn't like dude. i think he did an awesome job and i think a I lot of the guys gave him a lot of credit for doing that of hey i'm gonna help coach y'all and give you my experience but i'm not gonna 
try and make this my social media fill experience and pretend that I'm the captain of this team. I think they stuff. made the right choice putting him on the Bryson pod, obviously. Yeah. He's the only other sociopath that can speak to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that made a lot, a lot of sense. Um, and look, like, Scheffler earned, you know, what was it, two, two and a half points for the, uh, the, the American team going undefeated. I would give him another half point just for being the guy who got, like, who managed to, to play make, make it work that, with Bryson. I think that just shows to the character and the guy that Scheffler is. Like, he can get along with literally anybody. Yeah. And, yeah. like, it seemed like he was, like, chopping it up with them. I like, mean, they both are members of the same club. I'm sure yeah. they play plenty of golf together. They play like, a lot of amateur golf together, As too, much they're... as people hate Bryson, like, I really do think he, as shitty of a person as he is, I think he, like, I don't know. Means this is well. this is national propaganda. That's but, what the Ryder Cup is. No, nah, yeah. man. Like, well, all right, let's jump. In, let's jump also, into Bryson. You're also yeah. talking about a guy who's been like on and off the Bryson train since his like amateur debut at the Masters. Like, I was so in on the one length irons. I was so in on Bryson, and like, I don't know. And yet, like when I was giving you shit for last month, you're like, "Dude, you know I'm not a Bryson guy." And now I, I hear haven't you, been. And now I hear you warming back up. Like, this is the whole thing with like. I because knew this it, week was going to do this with Bryson because it's like, it's like you have to root for him because he's for an American squad. He's going to show up because it's an exhibition. Whistling Strike's going to work for his fucking, game. Hold, hold, hold on. And Whistling Strike's going to work great for his game. So it like becomes this thing where it's, it's going to be this perfect storm of like he's not going to blow himself up there because he's going to be part of this team unit where he has all the easy buzzwords to say about like, I'm doing it for the team. It's really easy to not seem like a, like a an ego, egotistical sociopath out there when it's a Ryder Cup where you're being humbled by all of your teammates. Like, I don't disagree and everyone's with that. Ru- it's easy to be a nice guy when everyone's rooting for you out there. I don't disagree. <laughs> disagree with that i really don't but i mean when he God. was milking it man like when he pulls his driver out of the bag and just shows it to the fucking first tee or wherever and goes and hits a crazy drive like he was just doing his thing man i thought he was he did exactly what he needed to do this week yes um, to, to get back performance wise without question yeah and, and I thought that he did the right thing and leaned into this team atmosphere. I think just the team as a whole, this was the first time where I think you can say the U.S. played together. Like, that. this didn't feel like individuals to me. And I think me. going back to what Kid said with Tiger and Phil out of, right. the, like, players, like, like I stated in, like, our group messages and stuff, like, Jordan and JT are kind of, like, at the helm. And it sounds like DJ, too, like, are kind of at the helm of this this u.s team going forward and it seems like they're in a good place yeah yeah i mean the you have more to say about bryson i'd prefer to move on from him so it's it's fine with me i'm more thinking about if you want to transition into like talking long term about the team because that's where my head was going but i think there's still stuff i want to talk there's about definitely this, this event yeah, yeah, yeah. About. So, so i don't want to talk about future just, u.s teams just yet just to wrap a bow on the whole bryson thing like I am neither here nor there about the guy. Like, I, there's things he does that I like. Like, I, I love that he went with one length irons and he tries to challenge, not even challenge, but like invent his own way of playing the game and thinking out th- outside the box. And yeah, he, he, he probably has some growing to do as far as fucking how he speaks to media and like just his entire personality in general and not being a sociopath and shit like that. Like I get it. People, he he's, he's 
I don't know. It's I don't know. He's a lot, but I yeah. I think he means well. I really I, truly I do think he that. Mean, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. He seems like the socially awkward kid that just doesn't quite always get it. And I thought he did a really good job of filling his role on this team. Like I I don't like the Brooks Bryson narrative because I don't like either of them. I think that's them. gone. Yeah, I, I really think it's do. gone too. I think, I think they're playing now. a match together in yeah, November for Capital gone. One. Uh, I also don't know you, how much you, of that is, has to do with the pip shit. Like, that's what I was going to say. Is I think they're just leaning into. I mean, yeah. I think that was all leaning in and saying, "Oh, like we can stir up this drama." And sure, it didn't go well for Bryce, and I think he got out of his depth with that, but. But yeah, I think I mean, I yeah, think you're talking about like done. a guy, a locker room guy like Brooks, who was in sports and shit, and Bryson, who probably played golf growing yeah, up, exactly. and kind of an awkward guy. And you're not gonna win in a like beefing war on social media against. You can't Brooks. make fun of the high school quarterback. No, he, everybody always has his back. Yeah, but it, none of that matters. I know a kid doesn't give a shit about any of this so yeah uh, no i i i'm more i'm just kind of perplexed by like somehow brooks's brand himself is like this team sports athlete they all started playing you know single individualized junior golf at a very young age like it's like they, yeah but a lot of them were playing other sports and stuff bryson i correct me if i'm wrong doesn't seem like the guy that was like playing basketball or playing baseball and other sports like brooks is and a lot of other guys on tour, like Harry, I think Harry, or no, no, I'm thinking of Gary Woodland. Woodland. Yeah. And he's Woodland. like one of the exceptions. The idea is that like almost all of these guys, JT, Xander, Brooks, um, Spieth, all of them, pretty much the moment they knew that they were exceptionally gifted at this, they dropped everything and dedicated their lives to it. It's just like they surround themselves with these team sports athletes or that they focus on and they f- somehow have convinced people that like team sports has been a big part of their lives. What I think this is the reason why the Ryder Cup is so big for a lot of these guys is that like, this is actually their, their moment to actually be part of that. They weren't a part of when they were growing up. Yeah. I think I mean, Brooks even right said this week that he, if he was doing something else, he'd like to be playing professional baseball. He's been saying, yeah, he's been saying uh, that for so a long, like long he's, time. That, that's just where I get those vibes from him. But you're right. This Golf is the is one so chance for them. than baseball. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. I, 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 I think more people would disagree. Like it's just more sure. people are baseball fans than golf fans. But I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily true. It's definitely true. Like the fact of the matter is, is that like more people are watching the World Series than any of the majors than the Ryder Cup combined. <laughs> yeah, and anyway, I know ba- baseball is yeah, a dying sport, but we shouldn't. I, I know I'm not the average person, but I couldn't tell you literally a single word World Series I've watched. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, you're right. You also are like hosting baseball, a lot I of can't, I, cu- I couldn't name you more than half of the last four Super Bowl winners. Like, and yet it's the most watched thing on television every single year. You like, it's different strokes for different. Half, but of the last four, I yeah. can think of the Saints and no. the Buccaneers. I'm sorry, not the Saints. I'm I, I meant to say the Chiefs. <laughs> okay, the, the Chiefs and the the Buccaneers. Yeah, so that that's two out of the last year. four. That's why I said I couldn't name more than two of the last yeah, yeah, four. Yeah. Is what I just said. Yeah. I don't know if I could either, to be honest. But yeah, we don't have to go into. Yeah, football. let's not do. It. It not we're definitely con- not qualified podcast. to do a football podcast. Yeah. But uh, the point, the point being, if you tried to put a bow on Bryson, and all I'm saying is that this is the easiest time in the world to like Bryson, and 
this is the easiest time for him to pander to an audience of people by saying all the political things he needs to right now. I'm here for the team. I'm here for the. I'm here for America. I'm putting ego aside. Like it. Like, dude, just a week ago he was possibly throwing away his potential to play well in this thing for, for, by training for a long drive contest where he says his hands were tore up and ragged. Like, I think that's him just also not being insufferable. Being him, his being hands also looked like fine they posted a picture of yeah him. so like, he was my either hands looked way worse rotten cable all the time like oh well, yeah so here's yeah. the point it's like he's either just bullshitting for more egotistical awareness for himself or he thinks that's a big deal and he yeah. actually thinks he's and risking he his rider cup potential to work on it man he's got issues bro. i think there's no doubt he's toned up he doesn't understand what and then he's you were saying earlier like he's like this is social awkward guy i'm like that's not fair like tony Finau is socially awkward but he's a nice guy bryson is a sociopath that is just mentally disturbed and egotistical narcissist. Like there's a difference between like, I think there's moments where you can see like the little kid Bryson. They're like, Oh, I could be friends with that kid. Yeah. But then he quickly gets replaced by this fucking monger of a human being. Like it, it just, I, I think it, I'm not. I'm not getting. He, I'm not getting fooled by this week, man. I think he's surrounded by a bunch of like yes men and people that bump his ego up heavily, and that's not necessarily healthy at all. Like, well, well and, and I think he surrounds himself with those people. On yeah, purpose. absolutely. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. I just, you know, yeah, I got a soft spot for him. I don't know why. Look, I mean, there's people more talented than him that have achieved more in golf that haven't fallen into the same traps that he has. No, I, so. I don't disagree. I'm not trying to argue for the guy. Like. I, I, I get it. Like, I understand why people don't like him. And I like I said, I'm in a gray area with him. There I are have, times where I despise him, and there are times where I'm like, fuck yeah, Bryson. Like, I've posted on my Instagram when he's won, like, back in the day, like, so stoked for him. Like, like Ricky. I think literally the only two golfers I've posted on my Instagram from, like, winning is fucking Ricky and Bryson. And Brooks. Yeah. I would say it made way more sense to root for him back then before yeah. he had done a lot of stuff that he's well, done. Why before he's torn into media officials or he's torn into fucking rules officials or he's done the things he's done or said the things he's said or behaved the way he's behaved. Like, sure. there's a certain petulance to Bryson that, like, I'm not forgetting because of this week. I, and, no, I, and the thing here is, like, I'm not here to pile on Bryson. Like, that's not my prerogative here. I'm more just trying to maintain perspective when people are ready to, like, wash away everything that's and happened that before. wasn't my intention when i was bringing him up i was just saying like we all we know here like i have had a history of liking him and such but if this was an actual turning point for bryson and he actually maintains this semblance of like awareness like self-awareness and like this you know empathy to a degree and like this camaraderie with guys on tour and this kind of respect with media to a varying degree like the only thing that I can think of that like I think is respectable about Bryson is the amount of time that he provides to fans or how much he invests in spending time with people outside of his circle that are at events. And I think part of that is because I think he thinks people enjoy it. And that's, that's, that's great. I also think a part of it is a bit of ego stroking. So it, I, it's just trying it's to find also an easy thing to do. Like it's very straightforward. Like, Oh, this person wants me to give them an autograph or like say hi, like I can go do that. I've that's heard like... stories. It's like three to four hours though. After a tournament, he's there. Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, if, if he so does like that. kudos to where you deserve that's it. A, that's a page out of Rick's book right there. I mean, it might be a part of the Puma contracts, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's also no. a page out of Arnie's book. I was going to say that's a let's not even put them in the same fucking sentence, dude. Well, like, I was more talking about like, like the, the heart like, and soul like, of the like, game. <laughs> like like Bryson was taking a page out of Arnie's book 
and Rick just forgot wrote. to read the previous and the next yeah, chapter. The, yeah. But yeah, it's like you he, just hang he out. He read a lot the of kids, autograph right? chapter. He read the the fucking uh, uh, the uh, Spark Notes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Rick's the man. Sure, we're we're so, we don't right have to get that. into Rick. All right, so uh, <laughs> big thing on day one, space shot on seventeen. Ooh, yeah. Man. Woo! I thought he was going to the lake. I wish he would have just dove in. Yeah. It would have been just every part of my being was like, just go in. Just fucking <laughs> just do go it. In. Just, just do just it, man. Just do it. Honestly, I was thinking like, don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. That's what like, I, I was thinking. That's an like ankle. a hyperextended knee to happen or something. Yeah, I mean, like, that was obviously everyone's first step. Like, yeah. please don't fucking tear your ACL. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. But once he like got clear that like that to that flat spot, I'm like, dude, just fucking run. Jump. Just own it. <laughs> yeah. Just own it. Just love it. But and, uh, dude, I fuck. And we were in the group message. I think I said it. I was like, I just knew, like, I knew he could pull that shot off. Like, there's just Jordan thrives in like I'm in a weird shot right here. Like, I'm in a weird lie. I'm in a weird position, but I can do this. And I think he hits his best shots when he's like that. Yeah. Like, he's just the master he's, scrambler. He's the magician. He's the fucking boy. He's got a little fill in him that way. I mean, I think he even could go uh, above Phil in that degree. Like, I, I think, think that's your golf timeline talking <laughs> a little bit there. Like, like, I, get not a I understand. Time. I understand Phil. I get it. I'm just yeah, sure. I am more biased towards Jordan. He's literally because... hit shots backwards. <laughs> to get close. I think Jordan could do that too. I'm sure, he could. but he hasn't. And the yeah. point is, like, <laughs> no, that was Speed for sure. I'm not even a Phil guy, but like Speed for sure, like has that thing that yeah. Phil has. Yeah, and that I was my, the point I was going to say is before we finished, here, I was going to say like he's carrying on the torch from Phil yeah. in terms of the artistry of the game. Like Speed has that gene in him, and it's just a shame that JT missed the butt. But yeah. they were they were they dorming were that, they were yeah. dorming that match anyway. Regardless, like I had zero like doubts. Like the lie could have been shit. I just knew like Jordan would rise to the occasion there and like at least get it on the green. I mean, I I go into that and he ended up getting it like fucking within four feet. Yeah, or something. I, I go like, into that like, situation yeah. knowing that he can do it. I'm not necessarily going into it like knowing he's that he's going to do it just, because he had the same almost shot the following day and fucked it up. <laughs> so like, I couldn't believe how I just high knew he hit that in ball. that moment. I knew he had it. Like I just, yeah. I had a feeling and I knew he had it, but yeah, there's no other guy except for maybe Phil in his prime or whatever, like that you would want to hit like a horrendous lie. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just obligatory tiger. But besides that, yeah. like, it's I take Jordan over Tiger any day, but yeah, <laughs> yeah we won't we'll, we won't get down that rabbit hole, but yeah, like the, it's a it's a very short list of guys. It's it's Spieth, it's Phil, it's Tiger, it's Seve. There's certain magicians of the game of golf that can pull off a shot like that. They like, just have the the mind, like they see that shot. I I, think when, I would never see that shot. I think when you give Jordan a like canvas where like it's not stock, like it's not flat, perfectly flat, <clears throat> it's golf. Yeah. yeah, and you get to just operate off of, like, feel entirely for the most part. Like, he's the best. That's the that's another distinct reason why Whistling Straits is not a links course, is that, like, here is the three shots that you have to hit on this hole to get your birdie. Yeah. And it's like, and on the links course, like, here's the 905 shots yeah. that you can hit it to get your birdie. It is cool, like, how unique it is, though, because there, like, there aren't a lot of courses like that. Like, it has, like, the aesthetic of elite links course but it plays like a parkland course almost 
you know, like I don't know. I think those are littered all like the, the, the fact matters. It's the best of those. Yeah, like yeah. those are littered all over the U.S. But like, it's one of the best versions of that kind of course. Yeah. Well, it it has like the lake there, so it makes it feel way more like a Lynx course. Yeah, you know. But like, like you guys have like, seen the aerial shots not like of like fucking the surrounded yeah. area. Like it's yeah, just it's like, flat as fuck. Yeah. It's, well, I know. I get that. Yeah. It's not. It's not fucking like Kaiser. You know, like, and I get that's a very local municipal golf course, but like, it's not like there's a fucking massive body of water there. So it makes it feel like you're playing like Lynx golf. Well, it makes it more exposed too, where the wind becomes a huge factor there, yeah. which yeah. is part of Lynx. Like the fact of the matter yeah. is like they had 30 mile per hour winds this weekend, which I was fucking hyped on. Like we got that test awesome. too. Cause yeah. I think that would, was going to be one of the things that the Euros even need to be competitive. Like yeah. if it was just dead still, like they're fucked. They're done, yeah. Like, and they were regardless but like that was one of those things where like it at least can create some variability where it's like, oh sorry you got gusted on, and now all of a sudden like the 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 U.S. guy is thirty feet from the hole instead of the five feet that you are, even though you hit the same shot. Yeah, like it brings in some of that crap shootiness of it. I think JT said that he hit a seven iron into a hundred and forty five yard par three. It's a stock one eighty five, one ninety in the practice round. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's crazy, and that takes a lot of creativity and understanding. Um, but I think a lot of people in the states would say that they go to whistling to play lynx style golf that's the closest thing we have here it's not necessarily true at all but it, it i get why you would go there but we have like bandon and well yeah bandon's like the obvious but whistling isn't that conversation is all i'm saying that's fine it's not. <laughs> okay <laughs> it look it, it's it's a it's an aesthetically pleasing course it's reminiscent of an irish course or some of the scott the scottish courses um, but there's just too many factors that make it not play that way. It For has sure. to be played through the air. It doesn't have the same firmness. It can't be played on the ground, that sort of effect. And um, When you can't run a ball up onto a green, it's probably not like a Lynx course. For sure. And it's also sculpted by Pete Dye in a way that that wasn't even supposed to be an option. Right. Yeah. So like you see lots of hard little curls into green complexes so that you have to hoist it or you ha either have to hoist it over a corner or it's like if you're feeding it in, it has to be feeding in with like this particular shape and that's the only thing you can do right versus links courses you tend to have lots of different attack vectors into them yeah which, that, which that's fucking cool like i am a fan of whistling like i was like the pga championship in 15 that was before i was like really paying attention to the golf that was like right when i was starting to get into golf so it's watching whistling like I was very stoked on it. Like I was a, v a fan of it. See, uh, I think it reaffirmed for me how good of a match play course it is because I did not have the same sensation watching it in fifteen. I I didn't I didn't feel like it. Really which I could see. I can see that. Like I can see how match play works way better there for sure. Yeah, because I mean, for for that, like it it makes each individual hole far more valuable versus the shots are valuable during right. a stroke play event where it's like, okay, like this hole, you were supposed to do this. And like that guy executed on it, but this guy didn't, but now they have a recovery to possibly kind of like get it back on this match play hole. just makes each guy want to like try to shoot the best they can. Whereas stroke play, they're just like par is okay. If I can get a birdie, that's good. But par is okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't see nearly as many hero shots 
you right. know, yeah, happening in a strip with match play, it's like okay, no holds bar. Like I can go for birdie. Like, yeah, I'm like the amount of birdies. like fairway woods you're seeing being taken out of bunkers out there when the bunkers out there were fucking heinous. Yeah, yeah. like it's like I have to go for this. Like, that shot. guy's got he's on and two. Like I have to go for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I uh, I thought for me Friday was the most enjoyable day of the Ryder Cup. I thought it had all the energy that you wanted. It still felt like it could be competitive. Right. It the the pairings you know performed. They were that you know Spieth and JT still made it interesting with Rom and Sergio. Still Saturday afternoon wasn't bad either. Like yeah. it, it felt like the Europeans had a bit of momentum. Like come to four ball, like uh, it it still felt shaky. But as soon as that session was done, it's like okay, this is this is over. Yeah, I. It's just it's insane how much more I enjoy foursomes though. So like, yeah, it's just better. It, it, like there's no no question about that. Yeah, the uh, for for the most part though, and uh, Saturday morning also had a really really great moment with uh, Brooks's ruling and the rules official. Yeah, with the that, rules official. I was at least a point by of... Brooks with that ruling, and it, I... they didn't conduct themselves in the best way. Like. Like respectfully wise with the rules official, and we can go into I mean, that. Look, if you Brooks wanted. is a dick. Brooks dickhead. was doing Brooks, but dude, Berger was fucking right there with him, like chopping it up. With I'm the not rules surprised official. by that at all because of how much like Berger does hound just like individual moments like yeah. that. Like he's like a fucking bird dog. He's but like, dude, gonna... it also like the rules official did not understand what they were saying. Oh, for like, sure. I like, was yeah. I was watching it as it was happening. And I was like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Like, he doesn't understand that the divot comes after the ball and that that is totally, like, in play for him hitting. Like, that could definitely happen. So let me let me first start by saying that I think any uh, highly competitive and invested golfer that plays a lot of it and is familiar with the modern game, like, knows that thing was in play. Yeah. After the swing impact. Yeah. Um, I will also say that it was very obvious that there was, and I don't mean this as a ruling, but I think in the way that people perceived that altercation was heavily biased on where you're from, because just from like the announcers themselves after taking place, like you had a broadcaster that watched the slow motion replay that was clearly European being like, I mean, look at the rules official now being validated, clearly not in play. And then like the two American announcers after like, dude, do you not just watch him blast through that drainage thing in front of your eyes? Yeah. Like it truly is like cognitive, just like trickery. The thing that did it to me is when Sergio came over and took a stance over it and like was actually like, yeah, like I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Him so that, his that drink it, but that he won the Nicholas Jacklin Award. That's why he did that. <laughs> yeah, he's a sportsman. Regardless, that's what did it for me, and the fact that like that like why is that guy's rule like why is that guy a rules official if he doesn't understand that like you there should be like a like you should have an, enough knowledge of golf to understand like that situation. I don't. I don't want to discount like his knowledge of the rules of golf. I think this is a very specific like swing mechanic of like how the the modern golf still know no i I, i'm not disagreeing with you what i'm also very interested about is that the chief rules official who they called for never even showed up like it was just a second opinion that came yeah that was a referee from the european tour and not to say like this was completely a biased decision i think he was just negligent yeah but the main thing being is that like it's the Ryder Cup, and you have one job, and this is the only time like you a major like you're, you never fucking show up. And yeah, also, we're taking like, the shit. This was brought up on the No Probably, Way Up yeah. podcast, but uh, like 
what is the point of like the assistant captains and stuff if not to get involved in a situation like that like let the assistant captains come in and to like talk about it and like maybe they can make like a ruling phil would have got the right ruling out of that you you well, know he would even if it was zach johnson or whoever was so walking they, with that they had group. they had fred couples yeah. he's like a teddy bear yeah <laughs> but regardless like get the two captains involved in there and i'm sure like they could all come to some sort of an agreement like yeah but i think at the end of the day the whole point is that like it's not up to them right. it's up to this one guy yeah that like clearly, yeah and that guy is not educated enough to be a rules official in my opinion i i would tend to agree in this circumstance he didn't seem to have a firm handle on how the the modern golf swing works especially someone like brooks who swings so far down the ball like yeah. his attack angle is insane and like that was his point too, is that like have you seen, have have you ever you seen, seen me hit a ball? So golf ball is yeah. like, and he's like, yeah, plenty of times. And it's just like okay. the whole point being is like, and like other people make the the excuse that they're like, look, they can't think about the fact that Brooks has hurt his wrist. I'm like, I understand that, but the reason that he hurt his wrist is because he hits it so far because down he hits the ball, down five degrees, on and it. we've now learned that like this is a big part of his game, and like this thing is for sure in play for yeah. him. And look, at the end of the day, he still hit a fucking phenomenal golf shot yeah. and hit that. He might not drain. have been able to hit the angle he wanted to, though, because he was avoiding that thing. No, he. I think he was. To, if I know Brooks even a little bit, he hit that with the intent to hit. Yeah, that his goal was to hit that thing. I don't think so. Like, why would you intentionally want to hurt yourself potentially? I like, don't think that thing was actually going to hurt him. Like, I get that you can't like actually touch it, but like, it's part of the the bunker surrounds and like. All that I stuff just, was like, blasted. I get that. Like, I, I saw that narrative on Twitter and shit. Like, I, I understand, like, and I understand, like, why people would think that. I think, I think it was like, very I much in play. I just don't think someone would want to hurt themselves. Like, that's not what I, that's risk. not what I said. I didn't say he wanted to hurt himself. Just, I was saying that it was part of his swing path and he wasn't going to try to avoid But if you truly think like you could hit that and hurt yourself, that was the whole rule. I don't think he thought he could hurt himself. I, I don't just think, think okay, he thought well, he would then, hit it. Well, okay. I didn't know that you didn't truly think he would. And, he, and even if he did, I think he would weigh the risk of possibly hurting himself versus hitting a good shot to win this Ryder Cup match. Right. With whatever percentage that potentially was, I don't think he compromised his line at all, especially with the result. Yeah, like, a great result. And the point being is that like it was part of his swing path, and he still committed to his shot, which I yeah. respect. And then he did. And the whole point being is that like, he was making his command swing, knowing he was going to hit that thing, and he doesn't he didn't give a fuck. He wanted to prove a point, and if he hurt himself, it was on that rules official. And I get that that people were like, and "That he was a fucking shitty. said it." He's like, "If I fucking said it's break on you wrist, fucking or, too." Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's on you fucking too. Yeah. He made sure to drop that f bomb there to emphasize it. People are hating on that, but I fucking I like it. And I, like, yeah, fuck you. You don't know what you're fucking talking about. You shouldn't be in the position you're in. Like. Yeah, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, like point. a lot I, of people were hating on it, but I don't. I think I, I probably, yeah, like exactly. Like I may have said something similar. Yeah, but. I think the whole point is I think a lot of people would have said something similar. Yeah, but not what he said, yeah. which is the point I think most people. But take I still don't with. care. Like I, I, like I'm fine with what he said. Yeah, I, I don't have like a huge issue with it. I, I I'm not. I, I don't dock Brooks many points from this, mostly because I know brooks like i already don't like brooks yeah. <laughs> so but i i don't think i would have if i were stricker we can all agree that the rules official made the wrong call without i agree yeah. okay yes um i think as far as as far as uh these uh first two days go 
you said you want to talk about potentially like where would you put singles in the Ryder Cup? Would you have it still on Sunday? Would you move into a different point? I, I figured you maybe wanted to speak to that to a, to a varying degree. Um, that's just something w- that we brought up during the week, and I know it's something that people... We brought would... up during the week? It was in the group text. Yeah. Oh. Um, and I know that it's been a talking point on golf media and stuff like that. Um, I can see points for both like throwing it in on saturday instead of sunday and i also understand why it's on sunday so like i'm kind of indifferent about it i would like to see how it worked out on saturday um maybe switch it up or maybe you like do it every other year or something i i I don't know but it would be cool to see how it worked on saturday i think the only reason you change it is because like we've talked about the alt shot format feels so good if you could finish with alt shot coming in, that would feel like the ultimate team camaraderie situation. Yeah. But then I don't know. It, it doesn't feel right to like start with singles or something like that. Like you'd have no, to, that's it why you Saturday. would throw it in the middle. Yeah. But then you're also gassing all of your guys before they get into well, alt shot. That's another dynamic that you add to it. It's like, okay, you sit some guys first day. Yeah. You know? So I think, uh, First thing, I just don't think the majority of the golfing public like feels the same way about alt shot as we do. I yeah. think it's a bit more of a hardcore golf thing kind of thing. That's but, probably true. Um, and I think in terms of camaraderie, camaraderie, what you said, like alt shot is all about camaraderie. I think there's probably no more camaraderie about winning a Ryder Cup when every single player on your team is on the course That's at the same true. time. Um, so I think I'm in the camp that you either have s- Sunday singles or you have no singles at all. Yeah, and how cool would it be, and this is Interesting. obviously spitball bullshit, but what if Sunday was all alt shot and everyone played, and you didn't do any singles, but you had, I guess you'd have six alt shot matches instead of your That'd normal cool four matches. That'd be in the middle, like just Saturday is fucking Everybody plays and everybody plays alt 12, shot. 12 alt shot matches. Two 12-man scrambles. <laughs> let's do this whole thing as a four-man scramble we're, just... we're looking for a we're looking for a 52 out there boys yeah <laughs> but for real i i don't like i don't dis or i don't dislike that i think it would be cool to throw something in on saturday like literally fucking 12 the, alt shot matches the, the, or not i guess it would be eight or six alt shot now yeah, yeah i firmly am in the camp that either sun, sunday singles is a thing or no singles at all because there's so much volatility in singles that i like it, yeah i like singles it, i think it has to be part of it. it it makes it very much where it's like it when the cup is competitive singles is electrifying yeah yeah i think singles has to be in it so so kid is in the camp and i'm just saying it for you that he he likes it how it is sunday singles I but I I'm equally open to the idea of getting rid of singles. I don't I for me I don't think singles can go away. Like I I think that it it's a cool dynamic to get guys up against the other the other country one on one. Like yeah. I, I I think that's cool. I think that adds something to it. I agree. It's still match play. It's still like US versus Europe and you're going out as an individual. Like you may have been paired up with someone bad, right? Yeah. You may have had a bad pairing, but then you can go out and get your point for your country on singles. Yeah. And yeah. you're right. It is hard with this being the blowout that it was to, to, cause if this is close, but like, singles look at Rory, are... let's like, I know he didn't play good. Like he was the guy that was bad in his, in his, you know, team, team portion, but 
let's say like he played well and they just happened to lose those matches and he goes out and wins the singles and it's like okay i got a point on the board and i can feel good about this like i i think singles is good friday like, singles would be interesting though if you start the match with singles but i don't know I, if that i think if you're gonna change it you put singles saturday what's the what's the benefit of putting it on saturday i don't understand that just because I think, uh, like Ryan said, I think it's like you have like the team aspect coming home. Like if you have like, like let's go back to France. If fucking Francesco Molinari and Fleetwood fucking came home at France doing like foursomes, and fucking made the winning putt, like the the eruption and stuff would be just electric. Yeah, like, but are you saying? But that- why is Friday not an option? For singles, singles I think that having Friday singles is too much like the monotonous. Like this is a normal everyday PGA, PGA event. Yeah, so you start it off with team, you sandwich in the singles, and then you do team. Yeah, I get that's, that. That's my my mentality on. Yeah, I just think it would be a fun momentum builder if you're somebody like Harris English or Scotty Chef. You win Friday singles, and now they they see you as an asset, and that you're excited to play with the team. But I, yeah, I mean, it could all. be very good for like figuring out teams and who's in form going into the tournament for sure. Yeah. So I think the the biggest reason why I don't think you can put it on Friday is because the Ryder Cup is known as a team competition, and I think coming out as an individual matchup is it. You can oh, think of it as a transition cool. in, but I just don't. I think you're just kind of like people are ready for the, right. the team stuff, and then the the other part of the um, being is and that's why they started with alternate shot. Yeah, you know, like the most they don't always team. do that though. They have very con- they, in Paris they started off with four ball. Yeah, I, I I like, yeah. I mean, like I said, I but to to get back to what my my the point I was trying to make earlier is another reason why you can't really put it on Saturday is because more points are decided during singles mm-hmm. than any of those previous day sessions that so you could have a lot you could pretty much make the cup completely out of reach before like on, on before sunday even starts yeah and then the final point you could say the same thing if you put it on friday then like that's, it, that's, that's, that's true that's yeah. my that's my point as well well and, then it, yeah i mean i guess it and, makes sense to, to get to my final point with this it. yeah is also if you guys are doing what you're saying you're doing, you're setting your team on Sunday. You're sitting players in your team on Sunday when you're winning the cup. Like right. Sunday makes the most sense. Yeah. I guess the only way you change it is if you change the point layout some way where you have to get more points or something. Or like singles are worth a half point if you win. No, I think what Ryan's saying is that like you would send out everyone on Sunday as groups that are battling for points. Right. That instead of it oh. being Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. But I, I think the the biggest thing is that like singles brings a certain volatility and excitement to the Ryder Cup as it's closing out that a lot of points can change hands and you get stuff like Medina happening. Yeah. Where it's like if, if singles were on Sunday, you wouldn't have had that. Right. Because there was I'm just... I'm on board with singles staying on Sunday. Right, so it sounds like we're not or changing the format. kill singles, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think singles... I, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously in favor of the format staying the way that it is. Um I would be on board with making one day all alt, alt shot. So one less four you ball have, match. You have one four ball match, and then you have three alt three shot. Alt shot. If a broadcast so, could actually get their shit together, I'm I I bet you like watching the Ryder Cup 
in Europe or with Sky Sports is way better that they can actually they have the broadcast time to actually follow all of the four balls where it becomes a lot more momentum. You see a lot more shots going on. You get the same buildup. I I like alt shot because it seems like it's it's true teamwork going yeah. on. Yeah. While at the same time, it seems to be the only thing that our fucking broadcast teams here in the US can actually keep up with. Yeah. Which is part of it. One hundred percent. So, kid, you wanted to talk future of the teams and where everyone stands. Is that where you wanted to go next, or no? I totally I, cut you I, off. No, you're all good. Um, I'd like to get that to that in a minute. What I would like to go through and maybe just kind of do some like, I'd like to kind of go through the players and just like how like how they do to you. Like, do, sure. like, are you happy? Like, yeah, I think we're all happy with how like he, the Strickers picks that he made. But there was more than just the, the picks. Like, I, I'd like. I think there's a lot of guys that go into these events like kind of you think of as like, oh, this guy's a fucking stalwart. This guy's going to be like the guy who's going to deliver you points. But then you had a lot of guys that either upset that status quo or delivered on it or broke through in a way that you didn't expect. So I think like running through the players to, to a degree, I think, um, would be an interesting exercise. Yeah. Um, I, I think let's start with the elephant in the room, John Rom. Stallion. I, I don't he's think he's not an elephant. He's a stallion, and he's running rampant on the, everybody. I I would tend to I would tend to agree. I think if he if there's anyone that outperformed him this week, I, I would I think there's a the tier one of this Ryder Cup was John Rom, Dustin Johnson, and Colin Morikawa. No yeah. question. I I think I think it it was almost kind of bizarre that Colin Morikawa got sat. Like he's this young kid that was yeah. playing lights out. Like it, you could have you could have gotten the twenty one if you if you left him out there. Yeah. Well, what I what I've heard from golf shit, and I'm sorry if I don't remember who it was from, but that Strick had a plan going into Friday and Saturday on who was playing, and he wasn't gonna like disrupt that because he knew like these guys were ready to play with that person in particular. So like if someone was hot, like, yeah, that's great. They're hot. But like these guys are, have been preparing to play with this person. Yeah. yeah. And Morikawa had back problems going into this week. And that gets scary if you're playing a ton of golf. I mean, you're one swing at any time away from. And I, I actually, I, I actually think I agree with that, that, that mindset like if you mix things up it, yeah it could go good and better for you but at the same time it could go bad yeah so if you have guys that are ready to play with the person that they're they've been preparing for i think it's gonna it's easier to stick with the status quo when you go three and one in your first two sessions yeah i mean so maybe like, you would shake it up if like, i think lost. we all just chastised Padraig harrington earlier in this podcast for not changing it up well so. he yeah. did change it up from what because i said he didn't really change it up and then you told me that he did actually change it up and then he just did it in the he, he didn't do it enough yeah. like well, he the, didn't do it the right way no i agree he did the yeah. right decision to send out john rom five rounds and hovland five rounds those were right yeah decisions. but they weren't necessarily paired up with the right guys and like you sent out westwood right i don't think he did enough shaking up yeah yeah um but yeah i think john rom dustin johnson colin morikawa like I think without question, those were your three superstars this week. I think no Cantlay did really good too. Yeah, and Xander was also a good like. I, I I would I would put I think 
Cantley and Xander, I would put in just the tier below. Tier two. That I like you could throw JT in there, just just eking into that tier if you're putting Xander and Cantley. I would agree. Yeah. I was gonna like I I think they're firmer in that tier, yeah. but I think JT JT crawled, like yeah. got to the cliffside and like climbed his he way up. His head and over, and yeah. neither Xander nor Cantley had to match up against John Rom. That right. never happened for them. So like JT did have to play against John Rom twice. Yeah. Twice. So the uh actually I don't think that's right. I think him and Speeth played him once and then no, you're right. Brooks played him twice. Yeah. Brooks played him both times. Well, and Jordan played him twice cuz Jordan played with Brooks. And then I it's really unfortunate because his his record doesn't show it, but I would put Victor Hovland in that group with Cantlay with I'm on board with that. Like he didn't win a match this Ryder Cup, which but is he brutal. He played very well. He he played as well as he could have given him being a rookie and being on a team that was heavily outmatched and never having as strong of a teammate as someone like Colin Morikawa. If anything, their single match show that he was playing as well as Colin Morikawa yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Do we put Chef in that tier as well? I I wouldn't. I he's got to be close. I, I think Chef played as well as JT played this week. Yeah. And J- he played JT, with Bryson. And, but JT just played more. So it's just yeah. like, Chef went undefeated. He beat John Rahm in singles, and he had to deal with playing with Bryson. So it's like, it's... I just, I, I would say he would be at the very top of the next tier for me. Does yeah, but hit- then you think about, like, who's in that next tier? Like, it's it's like, it doesn't feel fair to put Chef alongside someone like... Finau. Finau or... Spieth. Bur- Spieth didn't play that well. He was a... Spieth hit some clutch shots, but yeah, he Spieth didn't play. Spieth and Bryson and Brooks. Chef and Brooks would be in that next tier for me. See, but I think Chef. I think Chef is. I, I think Chef either gets and his own tier somewhere. I think he's so on the line that like we're all indifferent about it. So for I'm me, I'm definitely not indifferent about it. So you think he should be on the one above, and for me, I think he should just be right at the very top of the and next Ryan week. would be yeah, the tiebreaker, and he said put him above, yeah. and that's fine. And for the out of the rough official thing he can be above but for me he's, <laughs> he's a, i think he had a tier two performance yeah I, so. and then the biggest thing is that he didn't get to play enough if he right. like you, you we just it's hard to know like he he gave everything he could he yeah. he went undefeated yeah and like he took john he took john rom to push a match yeah. and then he beat him on sunday if that doesn't put you in tier two i don't know what will yeah like he was undefeated twice against rom listen i'm not disparaging the man it just no one else did that Brooks played him twice, lost both times. Like Spieth played him twice, lost, lost both, both times. times. Like Scheffler played him twice, didn't lose either of them. Yeah, like that that gets you in tier two. Listen, like I said, that other rough. <laughs> that, We're that, not going to change doesn't, his that mind. That doesn't shake you at all. There, the fact that he played Rom twice. He should be at the very top of the third tier. Oh fuck! <laughs> that just seems like all those other tiers way underperformed then to me. Yeah, I, I I don't know. But it we don't have to deliberate. Anyway. Um Um where do we put like burger? Burger in this next year. Yeah, I mean, even then, like bur- Burger didn't play great, man. He 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 honestly I thought he was gonna play way better. He he I did too. I think out of his pairings with Brooks, Brooks was playing better than he was. I would put I, I I think this tier for me probably goes Brooks, Spieth, um, Br- Bryson. Yeah. Brooks, Spieth, Bryson. Yeah. Um, 
I would agree. And maybe, maybe. And Scheffler at the very top. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, and then maybe, honestly, I would, it, it's unfortunate, but I would maybe even say I would put, uh, Ser- I would put Sergio in there too. We had, that's the first European. I thought we were doing just Americans. No, we start with John Rahm in the oh, first top true. tier. Yeah. I don't even, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't either. <laughs> I would say Sergio in that one as well. He was getting carried by John right. Rahm. He lost his singles against uh, Bryson, but I think he deserves well, to be in that I same tier. I think Paul Casey should be in there too. Yeah. Paul Casey went 0-4. But he played four? really well. I mean, did he? he like did he, play he, well. he had some highlights, but like. Paul Casey played well. I'm going to... Okay, you're so convinced I'm going to look through his actual fucking stats. Like, I I don't think he deserves to be in this tier. I think he deserves to be in the, the next tier below. He didn't win uh, a single point for, for... He didn't win a single point, but he fucking went up against fucking DJ like every single time. DJ Morikawa. Yeah. He did, but he also had Victor Hovland as a partner. Like... Well, you may, I mean, that's... Who we put in tier two? Sure. Okay. It's the 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 fucking Scheffler argument over again, so it's fine. Except for Scheffler went undefeated and Paul no, Casey it's just went the oh, opposite I'm... direction. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So then, <clears throat> who are we missing from the U.S. team? Lee, Harris English. Um, That's about it. And we didn't put Berger in this. I think the next tier down. I was going to put Burger. I would have put Burger in the other one. Actually, you know what? I would probably... Burger did not play awful. He had no, some he bad shots. Definitely, but he didn't play bad. So I could be taking this the total wrong direction, but I think Scotty Sheff was the only one that proved that he should be on the next team. I don't feel let's, that Let's way. get to that when we yeah. get to future teams. Um I'm okay with putting Berger up one. Like, he won his first round, but he was playing against fucking Lee Westwood and Matthew Fitzpatrick. Right. Like, him and Brooks were gifted a point. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> and Brooks was hitting most of the, the, the big boy golf shots. Right. Um, and then he he did get to win. He got the win the, the, the record point match. Fine, we can put, we can put him up one. Um, I would say he played no better than Tony Finau did, though. So, like, that becomes the issue for me right. is that, like, Tony Finau lost. Have we not said Tony Finau yet? We did. No, I was docking him because he lost Ian Poulter on Sunday. What also to be said, Ian Poulter, undefeated in singles, six zero and one. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. <laughs> he's a Ryder Cup, but he's guy. a Ryder Cup fucking. I think stallion. It, I think it was a also, good. Also, he does good in match play events too. He's just yeah, a match play guy. Yeah, like I, I think he's like me. Like I'm a match play guy. <laughs> um. I I, I think this was I a. It suits my game. I, I'm just saying, maybe you're like him. He's not like you. He's like me. I, that, that's, <laughs> um, I think this was a good swan song for Ian Poulter. I yeah. Don't, I don't think he should be on another team. I know that they're going to Rome. I I I I had no problems with them picking him for this event. I think he showed a lot of scary shit out there this week. That like he made he managed to suppress it for singles on Sunday. Yeah. And he did, honestly, probably outperform Rory on a couple of uh, you know different fronts this week as as their kind of reoccurring partners. But uh, yeah, I think it's a good swan song for him. I don't think he should return for 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 Rome. I, I think if he does, that's he does. a bad sign for the yeah, Euro team. I think he will. 
You think he will return? Yeah. Interesting. Um, I mean, I think they, you know, just from the team that I see here, I feel like he should. Uh, it's two years away, though. Like, the, sure, he, anything. Well, yeah. You have Thomas to think. Peters, think of how Bob McIntyre. Like, there's so many people on deck for Europe. There's there's just a lot of people that they need to think about, kind of building pedigree for. And you also think about the people that we haven't even heard of that will be in the mix. Sure. Like Francesco Molinari wasn't even sniffing the team in 2016, and then he went to Paris and he went five and zero. So like, I can tell you right now, hopefully Europe's in a position where Ian Poulter does not have to be on that right. that that Ryder Cup team. And I'm of the mindset after this beatdown, he won't be. Yeah, they'll be working much harder to kind of groom a team that will be good for Rome. And yeah, I hope for Europe's sake that he's not on it. Um, cause he is a liability in, in four ball for sure. Um, that being said, uh, I would probably put him in this next tier. Um, I think alongside him, Dave, we have Paul Casey further up, so we won't deal with that, but I would put Ian Poulter, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Um, uh, what was the other Terrell? Shane, uh, no, I think, we, we, I think Hatton should go up a, a group in this one. Hatton had some great shots. and He had some bad ones, He got too. absolutely fucking roasted by JT on Sunday. Yes, but he made some clutch shots in some big moments. I I, I stand by putting Hatton up a group. That's he also got to play with John Rahm. I, like, I'm just saying. I'm put, I stand by putting him up a group. Fine. We'll throw Tyrrell up to whatever that is, Tier 4 instead of Tier 5. Um, so then you've just got Weisberger and Lowry left, right? No, Lowry should. Well, you haven't even mentioned well, that's Lowry. Why I, that's why I was... Lowry should be way up, at least two up from where we're at. He uh, shouldn't be tier two. I I could see. I'm okay with Lowry being tier th- three. Yeah. Regardless, four. he should not be. No, I, we're in four. So uh, Lowry did his thing, man. He had that clutch putt on 18. Like, I, I don't know. I think he showed up for Europe. I think they didn't play him enough. Uh, I, 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 I'm on. Lowry's a firm tier three for me. That's fine. Like up at the top of tier three, too. So with Scotty Scheffler, you have fucking <laughs> Shane Lowry. Well, Scotty, same at Scotty, Scotty Scheffler. who. Uh, above Lowry, like, listen, you're breaking this into like. We're sections. in like eleven tiers now of mini tiers. Yeah, like, you know, we don't have a lot to go off. Of. Dude, the amount of disrespect I just heard towards Jeff. No, is this is a very massive like judging area. Like, we're not going down to the one hundred. I get it, but you just said they're both the tippy top of that. Yeah, tier. I think I think for Team Europe, Lowry was huge. From in my opinion, I I mean. I don't know about huge. I don't, yeah, he I didn't play enough golf either. to be huge. Exactly, but he, he should have. Okay, well, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, but he should have. <laughs> we'll take that up with Padraig. Uh, yeah. I, I, look, I think I think Lowry is tier four. <laughs> like, he... That's fine. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't really know what to say more than that. I think, like, he... he what about Westwood? Westwood to me is right there with Lowry. They earned pretty much the same amount of points for their squads. Like, like Westwood won against Harris English, you know, on the last hole. Um, 
Like fucking Lowry lost to Patrick Cantley four and two. Like the the idea here is that like it's easy to like grab certain moments, and I think you also kind of lead toward like you like the guys that are animated because like I think you really favor how well like JT performed this week because of how animated he was, and like Lowry too, where it's just like what did they actually deliver? Like I wouldn't put JT in the top tier because just because he was animated, right? Like I didn't do that either. You were, and in the podcast you were like earlier you were leaning toward like he was right there, and I just don't think he was right there. Like yeah. I think Rom DJ and Morikawa were like were a cut above everybody else. Anyone who was sniffing it would have been Cantlay. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I said. We I don't obviously we can't rewind, but the uh, the only remaining American that I think we would be this is tier five now. Yeah, um, I think is probably. Harris English. Don't yeah. do it to him. Don't do it to him, man. He flushes it. I think a lot of. I think a lot. I think a lot of. Don't do it to him. I think a lot of his play was masqueraded by how well Tony Fino played on Friday. Sure. And I think he started leaking oil, and then on Sunday, he, he, he lost. He just. It was a massive pillow fight between him and Lee. It was really rough to watch. Yeah. And. <laughs> Don't do it. I, I just I just don't I just don't think it's gonna it's gonna work for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. And in that he got know, me what I needed for my fantasy. And he so you know he good. he joins well, the he joins the ranks with old Fitzy and uh and Weisberger and someone we did forget to talk about who I'd probably throw in the in the fourth tier would be uh not fifth tier would be Tommy Fleetwood. He 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 got he grind out a half point and I think, you know, that's uh something that's something that's not nothing <laughs> yeah so that's that's where i think i shake out with these performances um there is one person i didn't talk about here and i think it's because i want to speak a bit longer on him and not talk about roy mcelroy roy mcelroy has been an absolute uh staple of european Ryder cup teams for uh over a decade and Six uh, of them. yeah, he, he's 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 the heart and soul of that team, and he you you saw it after his 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 matchup on on Sunday. I would, I, I would put Rory McIlroy in this fifth tier as well, not because he played worse than these guys, but because there is a certain expectation that you have for someone like Rory McIlroy in the Ryder cup. And you can obviously see that he has a certain expectation of himself and these Ryder cups. And, uh, I would give him fourth tier at least. And, uh, he, he, he should be up there with the ROMs. He should be up, he, he should be up there in that first tier. And I think with how, uh, I would have liked to see more of the emotion and more of the fire that he showed on Sunday throughout the entire week. He seemed pretty apathetic out there the first two days and i think a lot of it goes to show that i never saw him with this hat off i think he didn't have it this week and i think that kind of showed it too is like if he truly was very all the way invested both those days like that hat would have never been never gone on well and cantley was hatless and it worked out well for him and if there's one guy who should be like not flying their hair out there right now it's fucking cantley yeah hey but uh do you cantley it worked uh, anyway you know rory Roy is my favorite golfer, man, and I, I, it, it was, 
really, really devastating to hear what he was saying on Sunday because I feel for him and I want the very best for him. And I think because of that fact, I, I've got to put it like this was his worst Ryder Cup performance yeah. ever. Yeah. And uh, it's not like him. And I, I hope he comes back with a fiery spirit in Rome and just absolutely blows the doors off of everybody. I, I truly root for that. I was saying that in the group chat. Like, I I have a hard time rooting against Rory. Like, even when the, some of my favorite Americans are playing him. Like, yeah. I, 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 I can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. Even if Bryson was playing him. <laughs> no, I, I totally get that sentiment. I, and I do think Rory's got a lot of figuring it out to do. Um, but I imagine when we get to Rome that he's going to be lights out. Uh, it, it just seems or like... Or is he? Or is he? I mean, I I'm, think he will. I mean, I'm not going to really speculate on it too much. All I can say is that Rory continues to be the heart and soul of golf that I think it deserves. I think he represents the game in the absolute best way that you possibly can. And, you know, he's the kind of person I think is... When you say that, like, you're trying to be a role model for people, like, I truly think Rory is potentially one of the best athlete role models that you could find on this planet. So, you know, not what he, not what you want out of Rory this week, but continues to just com like galvanize his place in my mind as one of my favorite people on this planet. Yeah, he's no Patrick Mahomes, but tier four. I don't think it changes his tier as far as performance is concerned. What do you have him at tier five? Oh. Look, he he got a, he got a point for Europe, but for someone like Rory, for what he should be for that team, four and a half it is. Rory, you're not at the bottom, my man. It's all good. They don't like you. I like you. I literally he likes him. Yeah, I literally say he's my. He doesn't like you. He doesn't like you. Quite literally said he is my favorite golfer. Yeah, he doesn't like you. <laughs> and that's in a pedigree of like I'm a freaking like huge Jordan Spieth fan yet. It's, yeah. It's, it just comes down to like, I want so much more out of him and I know he wants the same for himself. So I, I gotta do it. Gotta put him in tier five. You know, all you can do is what you did on the golf course and he didn't have the best weekend. Yep. Yep. All right. Future Ryder cup teams. Um, I think it goes without saying that, the large majority of this U.S. team is a pretty solid core that you would expect to see at every Ryder Cup going forward. I yeah. think if you see any sort of shed from this, have like two, maybe maybe three guys that are interchanging, but the vast the core of it 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 shouldn't be changing too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the people that you could see that could potentially be gone are guys like Harris English, um, Daniel Berger, um, you know. Pot honestly, potentially Jordan Spieth, if he goes into a massive slump again, you, you never know. He's still on his way back. You can see that he was kind of losing a little bit of stuff after the Open. Um, you, at the end of the day, like you never know how these things are going to sh you know, shake out. We talked about how he, he, may not, he wasn't going to be on this team if it wasn't postponed a year. I mean, you would think this bottom a little bit of um, leeway into the next one, but he didn't play that well at this Ryder Cup. So Yeah. Um, I think he he'll be on the team. Um, I I think he will be. Yeah. But you, I'm saying he's in. There's there's more question marks around him than someone like Xander Morikawa or JT or Scotty Sheff. Even I I think Scheffler 
let's earn take himself. It, let's, well, take, let's take it easy. Yeah, like if Scheffler goes absolutely cold for two years, he's not going to be on the, right. the Rome team. You can say you're that correct. about anybody though. Two years will put you way out of the, like OWGR and you don't qualify. So yeah. like you could literally say that if any of these guys go cold for fucking two years, they're not going to be on the team. I just think the way Chef performed, he obviously if he goes cold, he goes cold. But he to me earned himself a spot on this team for the long haul if he keeps playing the way he's playing or close to it. I could see Brooks not being on this team um, in Rome. Uh, like, one, he's injury prone, which is the big thing. Yeah. And then, two, um, you just never know what incendiary shit he might say. Like, he could easily get the Patrick treatment in two years. Like, you just don't know. There's no doubt about that. And Brooks is also the kind of guy where... If he is injury prone, he doesn't play as much. He may not get the points that he needs to be in Rome. Yeah. The I think the bigger thing here is, would you send this exact squad to Rome? Like if if they were playing it in March, would you send these guys again? No, like I, I wouldn't March. have. Yeah, like if they're playing twenty two. Yes. Like, yeah, I would send this group. This exact group. Yeah. You wouldn't change any guys because of course fit or anything. Nah. I would have nah on the team instead of English. I would say nah to nah. Okay. I would put Webb on the team instead of English. Yeah. And that probably makes sense too. I wouldn't change much. Um, I mean, you could make the argument that like he's already qualified, so you can't take him off of it. But like Bryson is probably going to be a terrible fit for, for Rome. Like yeah. he's shown us that he can't play that style of golf. Um, and he wasn't even the big, burly, crazy Bryson in, in, in Paris. Yeah. He, his dispersion is even wilder now. Yeah. So it's like, you know. Yeah. He'll he eight iron to his layup shots. Yeah. You know, we've learned he still doesn't fucking do it, Dave. Yeah. Like, he could. but he doesn't. He, he doesn't. change his mentality, man. Yeah. We've said that for two years now since he's bulked up and he hasn't you've done said it. said that? We've said it. Like, if he wants to win the Masters, he needs to just take his three wood or his driving iron and do that and he doesn't do it still tries to hit into the other fairway and so i you know we said that's how he was gonna have to compete at royal st george as well is that like he just needs to take no driver and play the run out game with his lower clubs and he just didn't do it so uh you know as far as the u.s team i think there's a lot i think there's a lot of mainstays that are going to be here i think you can probably assume that patrick cantley colin morikawa xander shoffle just justin thomas like DJ, you know, depending on as long as he doesn't. DJ is an interesting one though, because he's going to be forty or forty-one at the uh, next Ryder Cup. No, yeah, he'll be thirty-nine. He's thirty-eight now. I think he's thirty-seven. He's, I think he's about to be thirty-eight. I think he's thirty-seven right now. E- either way, he's going to be creeping up, like he's borderline forty. Yeah, so he'll be fine. Yeah, but I mean, Sergio's in his forties right now playing, and uh, DJ has been less injury prone than most people. He's got a long, smooth swing. Yeah. Like and, I mean, and he's in great shape. Phil just won the PGA, and he's fifty. Like DJ will be just fine for the next Ryder Cup, and I do- I don't doubt that he's going to qualify off points. He'll probably like, get there on points. Yeah, yeah. I I I I have more confidence in DJ being there than a lot of people. Um, I think if there's one person that like you know is going to be there like no matter what the, i think the person that you, you come away from this week knowing that he will probably be on the next eight rider cups 
it's fucking Colin Morikawa. Yeah, no question. And that he will be a perfect course fit no matter where you fucking There's go. There's no course he can't play. Like, he will destroy any of the European venues that they go to. He won the fucking Open. Yeah. He can play Lynx Golf. Yeah. He has an impeccable dispersion. Like, yeah. he can play any target golf course. Like, Colin Morikawa is a deadly weapon. He's a staple. For this fucking event for the next decade. Yeah. And his what, game is going to age so well. Max Homa said on a podcast, I don't know if it was his or the NOU guys, whatever. He said, anywhere Tiger can play, Colin will play well. And I, I believe it, the way that he hits the golf ball. like it, I think he is absolutely a staple for the next 10 years. Dave is nodding. I was going to say, that's very helpful for this audio. I mean, medium. it's hard to not take away from this event thinking that, like, is Colin Morikawa not the ROM for America? Like, is he not going to be the consistent, the buoy that people call John Rom for the United States? He has two majors. He's been on tour for two years. He's won multiple times on top of that. He's been, he's undefeated in the in the Ryder Cup and he just doesn't seem like there's a single place that he can go to that he can't perform well and he hasn't even had the time to mature on on the tour that John Ramos had to develop his game yeah I, I for that comparison specifically I think JT is a little bit more that guy just because he brings that fire and JT is one of the best golfers in the world when he's playing well um, I think he strikes it almost as well as Morikawa um, so I think you'll see more of the JT John Rom comparisons, and I can see those guys going head to head in the next five Ryder Cups, um, because Morikawa is a little bit more even keel and quiet. I think you're putting way too much weight in personality versus like, like JT's won one major, played terrible in almost all the all the ones that he's played in. Morikawa has played well in almost every major he's ever played in, and he has two of them in two years, and he has. I think three wins on top of that on PGA tour. Yeah. And like he's out, he's played just as well as John Rom at this event, if not better than John Rom. He just got sat, which didn't help his, his record. So for, for the most part, I, I think it's a almost apples to apples comparison. If yeah. anything right now, Colin Morikawa has a better career than John Rom. He just hasn't reached number one in the world yet, but he's had half the time, less than half the time that John Rom has had to, to accumulate these, Probably. These wins, yeah. So, like, I look. I think for a long time, Colin Morikawa and John Rahm are going to be the dudes that you fucking fear. A hundred, yeah. I don't disagree. Like JT is far more sporadic. I mean, wh- what did he do this year? He won the he won the players, and then he missed like nine cuts. He won the players, but I just yes, said that. Yeah. I know that's <laughs> what I'm saying. He did win the players, so that's not nothing. Um, Colin Morikawa won the Open and yeah. another like PJ tour event on top of it. He won the WGC at that concession. Cool, yeah, yeah. The cool Florida course that was debatably major like conditions. And he went into two playoffs as well this year. Like, yeah. So like, look, I like JT. He's in my wolf pack. I yeah. like, I, I, I like the, what he, what he does for the game. I like, I like the way he plays the game, but like he is a PGA tour winning machine. Yeah. But like, as far as like legacy and like where I think a lot of people see John Rom going and the dominance that he's bringing and how he's showing up in these big moments, like JT's had a pretty good Ryder Cup career too. But like, I just don't know how you argue with Colin Morikawa's year. No, like, I don't disagree. Year. I and I really like Morikawa as well. I think he's 
a blast to watch. I think he's a, a borderline perfect ball striker. So you're not wrong. Um, Finau. Where, where do we where do we shake out with Finau? Finau's going to make it on points. <laughs> he didn't make it this year on points. Yeah. He's just, to me, he's the top 10 dog, and he would get there most years. Um, he's just kind of trending into yeah. the middle of the road. Two years is just so long. Like, it's hard to speculate, like, literally the longest time out from it. Like, if I had to guess, Fino will be on the team for Rome, but, like, who knows? Yeah. You can say that for literally every guy on the team. But I also I like Fino because he's capable of putting together four straight birdie holes. And in match play, I like that a lot. Um, he seems like kind of a match play dog in general. Um, and yet he really wasn't that this week. He wasn't that this week. And like, how well has he actually played like at the WGC match play in Austin? I don't really recall him ever going that no, far. He hasn't. Like, it's an odd course. So are a lot of the courses in Europe that they play. Yeah. So like he played well in France and like, I want to give him credit for that, but I was expecting him to bring that same thing. And of course that he should be able to bully cause he's so long and he, yeah. didn't, he didn't show it for me. I'm very bearish on Tony Fino after this week for this event going forward. I would honestly, I would rather take my chances with someone like Webb Simpson or, or Ricky Fowler. <laughs> um, going into Ricky Fowler is going to be on the Rome team. Mark my words. Okay. They're marked. We got it. Yeah, mark it's a my pretty fucking e- words. It's a pretty easy thing for you to say. Like, cool, if he doesn't make it, everyone knew that that was yeah. going to happen. Yeah, like, fuck you guys for saying that he's fucking turning the corner. So what do you what 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 stakes do you want to put on this day if he doesn't make that team? Do you want to put money on it? Like, or is this just going to be like dollars? Okay, I'll put $100 that Ricky Fowler will not be on the Rome team. Okay. That was a handshake that just happened, folks. All right, at least you're held to it. Um, the uh, the European team, I think if there's going to be a lot of changing of the guard and a lot of mixture and changes of team members, you know, Paul Casey, the oldest player in this Ryder Cup, is he? Do we think he's going to be there in in Rome? I I just it's I, it's so hard to tell with both these teams because it's so far out, but like. They they do have a bit of a lack of depth. Like there are guys coming up through the ranks over there, but like Paul Casey is such a like consistent guy. But he is getting older, so who knows? Like the next year could be so bad for him, and you don't know. So yeah, they have three guys in Casey, Poulter, and Westwood that we think are going to age out. I feel like Casey's game is the best suited to. Casey Continue. will be there longer than Poulter or Westwood. Well, and sure. we're kind of assuming that neither Poulter or Westwood will be there next year. Or I could see years. them putting Poulter on the team just because they're fucking that crazy. And you said that earlier in and the podcast. And that's what I'm saying. Is, um, yeah. I, but I don't think he should be there off of like statistics or playing well. I think they'll do it off of like lineage and like he's good in Ryder Cups kind of. Vibe. I think this team is much easier to make predictions for because I just don't see there being nearly as many people pushing guys out that yeah, like right. you would experience. So like I think Paul Casey will be there in Rome. I do too. Um, Matthew Fitzpatrick, I expect him to also be there yeah. in Rome. Tommy Fleetwood, 
He's not he, been playing the best golf, and yet he still qualifies pretty comfortably on he'll points. Be there, I think yeah. he'll be there as well. Sergio, I would think even if he doesn't play that well, they'll run it back with him for the same reason. I that think Sergio could have a bum fuck two years and he'll still be on the team. Yeah. Right, which is the whole contrast I was trying to say is like with the U.S. team, like you could have a bum fuck year and we have eight horses in the stable waiting to go yeah. out there and race. Yeah. Um, Tyrrell Hatton, he's going to be there. Victor Hovland, him and Rahm are the obvious. Yeah, they're going to be there. Shane Lowry, I, you know, maybe. Like <laughs> I, I, he's the kind of guy to me where. I for the re- the same reasons why he it took him so long to get on this team, I could see him being quick to leave it. Yeah. But, you know, maybe I'm wrong. He got the he showed up, he got more points than half the team, you know, yeah. uh this week. So um you know, he should be stronger there than maybe he should be more of a mainstay there than Tyrrell Hatton. I just expect Tyrrell Hatton to perform better yeah, on tour well. yeah. going forward that it would qualify him on points. Um, Rory, I would assume he's going to be there. Um, Ian Poulter, we discussed him briefly. John Rom, you know, maybe. Well, I mean, oh, who knows? John Rom will be there. Um, Bern Wiesberger, I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know how much you guys got to to he's watch not him play be on the team. I'll put money on that too. Uh, okay, I don't really Literally have two, nearly as much skill in the game bets. as that. Yeah. Um, two-year bets are the best bets. Okay. The uh, and then Lee Westwood. I think we all knew that that was kind of his yeah, swan his... song. I'm glad he he got to win his match against Harris English. Yeah. You know, I maybe Harris English is a bit of a turncoat, considering his last name. Maybe he was just like, uh-huh. you know what, Lee, you're a fellow countryman of England. Here you go, just <laughs> go ahead and have this point. I, Good tidings to you. Enjoy the yeah. rest of your days. We'll have a spot of tea after this. Um, if that's the case, fuck Harris English. Uh, the uh, one last thing I want to ask on this: uh, Does Europe need to transition to the same thing that the U.S. is doing to be competitive, where they go to six think, captains picks? I think six captains picks. Whoa! I think six captains picks is the best like i've stated before i think 12 captain's picks would be the ultimate but i think the more captain's picks the better you can quite literally make a team that you want exactly if you had all captain's picks but i think the more the better and i think if you're at three that you especially against a team that has double that are at a disadvantage Especially when you're figuring out venue, or not figuring out, but you know what the venue is, and you can pick guys that could fit that course better, and X, Y, and Z. I don't think that they'll make that transition with it being at home next year. I think if they make that move, it's the next time they come to the States, to where they say, we need more length, we need more horses for courses, we need more guys that can play the PGA Tour game. I wouldn't suspect that they make that switch for Rome. I would think it would be are are they going to Bethpage is the next US one? Yes. Yeah. I would suspect that's when they would make that move. Yeah. And say we need more necessarily saying that they were gonna do it. I think they but should do it. Your sure. reasoning is that because they're going to Because a, they're at home and those guys will play those courses better than they might not be as compelled to make a switch. Would be my guess. I mean, I think it's important to note that like the majority of this this team for the European side plays the PGA, PGA Tour. Tour. Sure. 
like Vern Wiesberger and like shades shades of uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick and like Tyrrell Hatton sometimes will like go over and play more than the run of the mill right. European tour event. So like this isn't really a European tour team. Sure. So I, I wouldn't really say that like these guys are going to be out there playing the Rome European course, golf, like yeah. the Italian open. Like they're, it's just not happening. I, I would, I would be hard pressed to, to take a bet that <laughs> Matthew Fitzpatrick, Tyrrell Hatton or Bern Wiesberger, actually Bern Wiesberger probably did, but Tyrrell Hatton or Matthew Fitzpatrick or any other person you might think would be playing the European tour more, maybe Lee Westwood. Um, played the Italian Open this year. Yeah. I, I just I just doubt it. Sure. Also put a rock in a hard place with COVID and shit like that. You kind of have Okay, to roll it back to 2019. I doubt they played it. Yeah. Like the I'm just saying. The idea I I just, I think the sooner that you roll to six captain's picks the better and I I think yeah. that's a flexibility that they're going to see going into this week where they were kind of stuck with Lee Westwood and they were stuck with Bern Wiesberger and like now that they had Wasn't a bunch of other guys, now Burn Wiesberger, Burn Wiesberger, and Matthew Fitzpatrick—they were the last. They two were the last points. two qualifications at the BMW PGA Championship. Gotcha. Um, so that that kind of tied their hands, where they couldn't take Justin Rose, right. or they couldn't take other guys that Thomas could. Peters potentially. I think that's a lot of bleed over from the previous Ryder Cup. He hasn't been playing like that yeah, good of golf. He's like Sergio fucking. Yeah, but that was eight years ago. Take it to the car wash. Or not eight years ago. What was it, six years ago? Six. Yeah, six years ago. Um, Fucking uh, Big Bob Mack. I would would take him over Thomas Peters right now, for sure. Fucking Matt Wallace. I would take him over Thomas Peters as well. Fucking... These are guys that would have been better suited. Long-haired, long-putter motherfucker that was doing good in the open for a little bit. Oh, yeah. What what was that guy's name? You hated him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that guy, potentially. Who knows? Well, no. I would take Richard Bland over him. I would get the old the old fella in there. Who is that guy, though? It's going to fucking irritate the hell out of me. I, I don't know. You look it up. You have a computer. I don't you. even know what to fucking think about. It. Open championship, like, amateur, whatever you'd want to call him. Like, open championship rookie. I don't... God Either damn. way, anybody that's listening to listening to this podcast right now probably should know who this person is, I would think, or you're just good friends of us and are listening because you're the shit. Didn't um, he get a hole in one? We can go yeah, with the hole in one. Have an ace. Open championship 2021. Regardless, that guy could have potentially been a guy you could throw on the European team. Uh, there's guys out there, you know. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean anyway. this this Ryder Cup was just quite a pleasure. Um commercials and all. Um it was just good. I, I had a great time. Commercials and all is he th- he threw in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean like the viewing with the commercials was horrendous, but like I still enjoyed watching it regardless and I wouldn't want him to stop showing it. <laughs> yeah, God, if they stop showing it, we'll have a problem. But I would. I would. <laughs> what a wild ultimatum! You watch eighty percent commercials, or we take the Ryder Cup away. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think that's the paradigm. Yeah, they're just like Regardless, we, we, we it, found out how much tolerance the yeah. the U.S. audience has to commercials. We can keep drowning them in these. Yeah, I mean, 
All I'm saying it was it was a fun tournament. It is every time. It's the it's the best golf event. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I think I think all down. all the player statements and stuff. It it just reiterates that and cements it that it is just such a good event. So fun to watch. Um, I wish I could experience something like that. It would be just a blast. What do you well, mean? We you did, did experience it last week, and this is a perfect segue. Uh, I forgot we have to do this. Have to. Jesus, you guys should be I mean, amped we can, to do this. We can probably wrap it up in a good 15, 20, I would imagine. Yeah, we yeah. shouldn't need more than that. One thing, last thing, before we go on to the Ranger Cup. Uh, how about the X-Man? How about Xander? Post-tournament, I mean... Cigar it wa- in mouth. Cigar, was there a better vibe dude, than Xander post-win? Nah, yeah. Um, I don't know. DJ was pretty good post-win. Whatever. You can be... Anyone can be drunk. Xander was puffing on a stove. God, he was just... He ha- he just started channeling his dad's energy out there. <laughs> like I just respect it. You know, you know that's... Yeah, another reason vibe. why it's DJ not, went 5-0 and is because you could tell that he respects the fuck out of Colin Morikawa and Xander. He's like, dude, you guys are like me. Like, you guys are like... This is, you guys got the same confidence, the same swagger as me. Like, you guys are just fucking killers. Like, I, I think that helps a lot, too, instead of him playing, like, with fucking, like... Brooks or something. Matt Kuchar. No, I was going to say, like, him playing with, like, Zach Johnson or, like, Brent oh, Snedeker. Sure. Or, like, those Matt guys Kuchar. are just puffers compared to these dudes. They're fucking high school killers. Sure, yeah. Kuchar, who bunts it around. Yeah. Um, Matt Kuchar. The, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, dude, I mean... I, it's just great to see more and more of the world getting to get getting to know X. X gonna give it to you. He's the boy. Yeah, I mean, I I love that he has a cigar. Like it's kind of like frowned upon. If what? for like, I don't know. I, I'm sure his PR team isn't like stoked. He had a cigar in his mouth. Like, I don't think he has a PR team. Regardless, JT like, had I, a bag of beers. I, th- I think it's fine. I think Dave's point is that like smoking in close proximity in an indoor space at a presser with like sure. can't leave the entire time being like with COVID <laughs> yeah. as well, like a lung fucking virus. Like it's not like the best look you could ever put out there, but I respect. The I thought it was a for, good look. Yeah, I do too. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying like it makes me like him more. Like yeah. he's just doing his fucking thing, and yeah, that's what the. That's what the tournament brings out in all these guys. Like you get to see them like for who they are. Like it brings out for the most part like who they are and like what what they love about the game. Yeah, I yeah. mean just... nothing I like watching guys like Speeth and JT and Xander and and DJ and Cantley, people that main those last three being people that don't show a ton of emotion on the course showing a lot more emotion out on the course. And like even like gosh like you know Rory over the years like just how animated these guys get and just showing how much they care about their teammates and the sport and like you know you just don't get that any other week because there's so much like this is a moment for you to be fired up and it's like it's welcomed and it's not taken as like super cocky because it's like you're doing it for like pride and patriotism and all sorts of stuff so in your unit so yeah that. An encapsulation there. I just I love this event. I love what these guys kind of how much they relish these 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 uh, opportunities to play together. Yeah, the Ryder Cup's the shit. It's the best. It is. Uh, you know, it, it is one A and one B is the Ranger Cup. So <laughs> anyone who is uh, sticking on this podcast, listening, we are transitioning into our version of the Ryder Cup that we host 
bi-annually or you could say semi-annually. I don't really know what you guys prefer, but uh, <laughs> two of them a year. And uh, we modeled it after the Ryder Cup. If you listened to a previous podcast, we did our draft for it, and we're going to recap how it went. Um, so we're done with the Ryder Cup, and we're moving on to the Ranger Cup. And I will pass the floor or the mic metaphorically over to the other side of the table where two fellows, the captain and his first pick, uh, can take it away because I think they have probably more to say than I do. Well, I just want to say that this was my first Ranger Cup experience and it did not underperform. It was a blast. I had an absolute fucking grand old time. Um, it's just a great time to get out there with everyone playing golf. And I don't know. It, 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 it was fun. Uh, I feel like the atmosphere and stuff brought a lot out of my golf game, and I feel like I played way better than I probably should have. And uh, I don't know. It was just a really good time. Dave, would you say we ready? <laughs> we ready? Yeah, I think I think. I thought uh, you were gonna go into like, would you say you're a match play player, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I, I going off the We Ready thing. Like uh, everyone's heard that song. You get it's been in movies and fucking football shit. But yeah, we have a guy that was on Team Soul, and if you haven't caught on, Team Soul fucking won this shit. We fucking took it home. <laughs> um, pretty pretty handily too. You guys won six of the eight points that were available. So. Yeah. But I, I just feel like we our team was fucking teamed up, you know, like we fucking had some camaraderie going and Bryce brings that. Bryce fucking, brings the vibes. Yeah. He he actually very handily pissed off my playing opponent with that song rolling up onto one of the greens where my opponent was about to chip and he just <laughs> blast the music in his backswing. Um, so the vibes were out way, though, like. Jordan? No, 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 Jimmy's no. uncle. Jimmy's uncle oh, was playing part like opponent. A, opponent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you say opponent or partner? I said opponent. He okay. said opponent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was not happy about the tunes. He actually it was hysterical. Granted, this was on the and uh, on the fly replacement to to this 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 tournament because we had a uh, injury. Yeah. We had to yeah. call someone off, put someone in type of situation, and uh, that's just you know they don't really quite understand yeah. what they're walking into and we have some fucking wild cards out there that just like to enjoy themselves and we're not on the pga tour you know we like to have fun we might be blaring some tunes we might be talking Passing shit. some fireball yeah this is way more time than this i was expecting us <laughs> to spend but yeah yeah you guys had a hype man bryce yeah, yeah. team soul he, he coordinated matching outfits for you guys on sunday Yes, Which, he did. The romper is a good look. It's yeah, still in the we closet. Had a Hawaiian themed romper uh, outfit for the whole team on Sunday, the final day of the tournament. And, uh, I, you know, just it goes back to the whole team camaraderie. Were thing. those complimentary? Did you guys pay? No, those Bryce, were comps. Those yeah, were on Bryce. Bryce. Took, Bryce took the hit and provided, man. Okay. That's just I, another fucking part of I, it. I like, forgot to ask on Sunday. I, I meant to go up to Brandon, but Bryce was always around. I'm like, so did you have to pay for that? <laughs> no, uh, it would have. I would have not paid for that. Well, and he even said he goes, "Hey, I want to get us all matching shirts. Are y'all in?" And everyone said yes. And then he yeah, said, way more yeah. reasonable. Yeah. He also cl clarified like, "I'll pay for them." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then so. he sent the picture of the rompers. Like, yeah, oh, okay. which I think for, I think 
my suspicion was completely accurate that it was restrictive. I mean, people were tearing into their fucking rompers to get full, full mobility. That it was needed. restrictive, I mean, we, we but cut we improvised. Some vents. Yeah. yeah, there were some breathe holes. We weren't going to let that make us lose the tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys weren't losing. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were very much the U.S. team of this of this Ranger Cup. I will say, though, and God, it pains me to say this, but Clint was the John Rom <laughs> of the European team. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I'd probably probably put it more on 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 Jared, but I wasn't there yeah. to watch their their matchups, so I I can't say for certain. Uh, you you I lost them. to Clint. I was yeah. the only team but, soul but player. You were to also lose to saying Clint. that like no. you're basically playing against your you're basically playing against yourself, but with someone who had triple pops. Yes, which basically means like you lost to this guy. <laughs> yeah, like that had Clint Spock. He was able to provide a certain it's it's interesting to give like mvps to people that like come in with like really high pops the pops count as value i guess i i get it i i made sure to like thank jared for his performance over the jared was very good he's a great golfer and he but basically it was he and i playing straight up on saturday but he got all the pops so not straight up um and he smoked me i would have lost to him straight up probably on saturday um but it was a battle, and Clint really performed. I, I'm telling you, if if you ask Clint to go driver three wood three wood, do you think if you gave him a hundred balls that he could keep it in bounds for all three of those consecutively? Where on a par five? Where? Just in general, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Riverside, like, yes. Regardless, he <laughs> no, it, no. This was it. at kissing. This I is get where it's going. Yeah, the point is Clint could never do that, and he hadn't a birdie putt on a par five at kissing tree and he made a five for three against us. And I was like, well, I can't do anything about that. It was an incredible performance by Clint. This hats off. Yeah, to there him. was a lot of debates on Clint's fucking pops and how much he was getting and stuff like that. Mostly from one individual who I won't mention names, but was it the same person as last Ranger cup? Cause no. it's pro- no. Okay. no, it was someone else. Yeah. Regardless, uh, me and Kate agreed on on Clint's pops before the teams. It, it was appropriate. Were made. Yeah, like we've played I think, against. Them. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I lost that par five where he made a par for eagle, and then uh, he also he pushed one of the par threes where I made a three and Clint made a five. Yeah. And I was just like, Son and a lot of, of those, bitch. or at least, one but it was of the a harder. Holes, I'm just so sick of people complaining about pops because, like, welcome to my fucking world. Like, you, you, you fight uphill. Like, that's your yeah. fucking job. Like, if yeah. you're the better golfer, play better golf. And yeah. like, like, I don't know. Like, I, I hear people bitching about pops the entire time. Like, what? You know what it feels like to fucking birdie a hole, and then you hear someone get it covered up, get it covered <laughs> I up, and. I popped, so I birdied. As yeah, well. you're just like, dude, I couldn't have played this hole any fucking better. Yeah, like it, like I'm not, I'm not holing out for eagle. What do you want from me? Yeah, yeah. like no. So it's just like, yeah, like that's golf. It's that's golf <laughs> for a net event. Like, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. That's how it shakes out. Yeah, like and and my there's whole more point variability that I was driving home for that thing was that like you and I agreed to Clint's pops before we picked the teams. So yeah, whoever got them got those pops. We knew it was going to be advantage for. The scramble for sure. It turned out to be an advantage for the alt shot as well. Um, but we also knew that kissing tree was pretty wide open. Yeah, and but, Clint played the best golf I've ever seen him play. Yeah, like hands he down, out, he outperformed. Not even handicap, close. He beat his number. That's he has golf. Been trending about yeah. playing golf better, but yeah. like we weren't about to take that risk. 
I didn't want Clint with less Look, pops than that. Yeah, like, I mean, if he was on my team. I was like, never mad about Clint. I was mad that his partner was better than me <laughs> and got his pops. And which I mean, is that's again, I, I, that's the game. I spent probably an hour. Like, Brandon came up to me multiple times this week and was like, "Hey, man, like." In the next week, my handicap is going to drop like a fucking rock. Yeah. Like, I'm about to shed a bunch of fucking shitty scores. Some all 95s my like, are coming off. Yeah, like a bunch of stuff's about to start coming off my handicap. Like, it's going to start plummeting. I just caught this tournament at the exact perfect time. I'm like, yeah. hey, man, like, you've also played good golf. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, maybe you're not a 16 right now. Like, and, you know, that is what it is. Like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. how gin works. Like, that, like, I... I, that's why I also try to go into these Ranger Cups like not being overly invested in the result because it's such a crapshoot with a net event. 100%. Like you have no idea with how sporadic a lot of our playing and partners handicaps of, like, are. People people want to like make it a like buy in tournament where the winning team gets money, but like that amplifies all of this so much. And if people aren't taking accurate handicaps, like. You just I mean, that was it. mostly like just Richie that came to the house there, and I was like, hundred dollars, like bro, you didn't even play in the first no, two of well, these. Clint was like super in on it too, and it's just like, firstly, like people can barely afford these fucking greens fees <laughs> sure. to begin with, and then two, these things might start traveling. Yeah. And then the next thing being is that like I don't need people to already be more pissed off about this thing when they like if they're sore losers. Yeah. The the whole thing is that it's supposed to be fun, and we accomplished that. At least the one I went to, and it sounds like the one I y'all did for beforehand. sure. Well, and, and when you add money to it, and when you're playing expensive golf courses, and like you said, if we start traveling to like uh, pay and plays, and you know, stay and play places, like they also ask you to pay, so that yeah, that all of that is, <laughs> I'll just stay. Can I play? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, which is the actual term? Yeah, but, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it adds a dynamic that we don't need at well, least. We don't need moment. it. Well, if, if winning the Ranger Cup isn't enough, then we don't want you here. Well, and what we should do, and what I've done, I, I like to put money on golf because I. You can do whatever. It in your individual yeah, that's group. exactly I what I was saying. The, is I said that in make the group a side message. wager. Yeah. If you get some jingle, that let that it was, ride. That was mark that that was marketed loud and clear in the group message before. If you want to have individual side matches in your groups, you are more than welcome to do it. Yeah, you can you even have kinda, a side. It depends on who you get paired with. Like, there's obviously people that are down to gamble with their golf games, and there's people that are like, dude, like I played two times this year. Like, I don't even know what pops are. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to gamble right now. God, I, dude, describing what a four ball is and a best ball, obviously that's the same thing. But there were people in this match that did not. Not get that so expecting them to gamble on i, it I mean and, i understand when someone doesn't get what a best ball means and when we don't we don't we were not talking about a scramble i'm more just surprised that i've told jimmy this 14 times in the last <laughs> two years what it is and it just hasn't sunk in yeah. <laughs> but you know yeah I, I i'd like people just to get into a motion of like this should hopefully be enough and if you if you want something more than this, I mean, we then you coordinate. Like fucking, I I thought about like metal. I sorry for interrupting, but I thought about like medals. Or like you get fucking eight medals. Wouldn't that you, would be fine to buy? And everybody drops twenty bucks. Well, and not we even have a, that. A like belt or something. Yeah, we can figure something out. Or you fucking keep the medals, and then the next year you fucking give them you to the other them. person. Like yeah. we fucking buy eight medals. It's not a big yeah. deal. Like we can figure it out. But like. So there's something on the line. Like you get to keep that for the next year, and if you don't show up or you're not coming, like you have to fucking send it to us or get it. To well, us look, somehow. the the Ryder Cup boys didn't get paid this week. We don't need to. No, 
But I, I bet you there was some fucking money games there was on, some, uh, out there, though. Michelob had their money in the game, for sure. <laughs> With JT throwing beers and Brooks always having beers. There was money out there. Regardless, uh, the the Ranger Cup was awesome. Both, I, I think both courses worked out perfectly. Um, I think everyone... Bit of a hectic like, start at Kissing Tree, but we managed it. We yeah. survived. Yeah. That was a morning. That was a day. We yeah. still managed to meet our window. <laughs> Yeah. We, uh, the long story short, we thought we had tea times booked, ended up like we didn't have the tea times booked. We had to scramble for tea times. Thankfully, Kissing Tree was very accommodating and squeezed us in where they could. And we ended up getting all four of our groups out. And, and uh, kid got a flat tire on the way. I yeah. did. Yeah, I did. All that the would... while trying to fucking figure out what was going on. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it all worked out, and we didn't get all the groups back-to-back like we wanted, but uh, there were two groups back-to-back, and on 18, when my group was coming in, I got my first putt-in eagle ever. Yeah. yeah. That was a vibe. That 18th hole was a vibe for sure. I, I think a good thing that we weren't consecutive, though, is that we probably would have been so fucking slow if we were consecutive, because we would like get chummy on all the tee box and just like hang out for a while. The group in front of us had to let some members play through. So we were back-to-back after they let them play through. And I had to, to say, hey, you guys got to move. Like, we can't talk on the tee box. We're already behind. You're yeah. already letting people through. So it probably was We got, was we got lucky at Riverside because we did have them back-to-back. And then the group behind us was a bunch of girls who took a long time. So we never had any danger of being caught at yes. all at Riverside. But, they didn't catch us. Yeah, regardless, there were two groups at the end. Um, we got to 18. They were waiting on the group in front of them, and we all decided to play a, like, a group versus group scramble. And I hit my tee shot, and it ended up... Yeah, it's a drivable par four. Yeah, hitting it. And you hit it to like- uh, if people don't know, I've never had a putt in eagle. I've had several uh, just chip in or approach shot eagles, but... Uh, Fucking ended up putting her in, and it was sick. Yeah. Definitely dope having a bunch of people there for it. So this is uh, pretty crazy. I also had an eagle at Riverside. I chipped in in our scramble yeah. for eagle yeah. Yeah, on, on 18. After hitting my tee shot off of a shotgun tee Bo- <laughs> yeah. off of a beer can. Both of them were on 18 on the final yeah. holes. We, the had, we had two eagles on the back nine at Riverside. Yeah. Dan and I had an eagle in alt shot push the hole sick <laughs> um with a, a, a popping birdie obviously from yeah. the the other guys and then we had a chip and eagle on 17 as well on 17 wow yeah um but uh as a our as our core like when we met up we did our yeah. a group of people um but you got so you you nominate clint as our mvp i'd probably give it to jared um, Dave, That's do, you, do right. you have a uh, an MVP for your for your squad that Can you would I give speak the speak for Dave because it was Dave. It was me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, versus versus Brandon, it, it was oh, either B me or Brandon. Match. We yeah. both outperformed our handicaps quite by quite a bit. Because I would probably give it to Brandon. Yeah, and one thing is like. I am just going to take credit for the Brandon and Bryce pairing, like just the meshing of the minds. I, I didn't knew think that, that the, was going to work, and it did. I knew it was going like, to work. Like, you beat me at Kissing Tree 
with what we had at kissing tree and then like like brandon beat me when i had dan like yeah. granted like dan wasn't too far off from what dad was doing yeah. if I'm being honest but um like brandon brandon played dude and he, he shot better than you on the front at kissing tree too he did which i was surprised to hear but i believe it and I don't know. Ryan was my partner at Riverside. I was, I was gonna playing say, well. I Dave had two birdies. I had two birdies in the front. I also had two triples on the front. Yeah, but that's just my game. I'm a match play f- man. Like, you yeah. still shot a forty with I two triples. Four, I did shot. A, I shot a forty-two at kissing yeah. tree and a forty. Which might as well Riverside. be might as well be bogeys and, and match play. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think Jared for my team. I, I honestly it's was definitely. Pretty, uh, I'll give it to Brandon because I was the captain and. I, at like he he definitely performed well. I didn't get to see it, but I, like I felt like I played well. But it'll it'll be Brandon taking the MVP, and then I'm there like hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean you obviously played well. Like yeah, I I did I did everything I could at Kissing Tree. Like yeah. there there was I I I'm honestly pretty happy with how I played for you the were Ra- like Cup. even par through seven or eight holes on the front. And yeah, like I had pops. B White was sinking putts, dude. Like, B White had a, a a a natural birdie on fucking three, and yeah. I just like picked up my putt and walked off. Like <laughs> I'm putting for birdie too. Doesn't matter. You're popping. I'm yeah. not. Like there's nothing I can do. Like there's nothing I can do about that. B White's like, a good. I, player. I shot one over on uh, at Kissing Tree, and I shot even at Riverside, and I went into both back nines down three. Yeah, I mean yeah. B White was saying like when he plays bad, his driver's shitty, and his driver was money. Like. over the weekend so like he played well i played friday with b white at kissing tree and i'm telling you he burnt like nine edges he saw those greens well and his driver was working he hits the ball a long way b white was playing yeah we had a good team there was that that just team camaraderie we had going and yeah i was happy i was happy with the groupings i i the only group i kept the same for both days was brandon and bryce yeah um yeah I, we could yeah we could have fucked them up so hard on sunday uh my strategy and i don't know who did you recommend it or someone said uh just taking the highest handicap and pairing it with the lowest yeah handicap. that was me yeah. yeah didn't really work out with jordan and trent they didn't. No. But they also but played, we didn't need them. They played Clint with the, the you know, Pop Popalicious. Yeah. yeah. Sir Popism. But I also was, I also told you guys, like, at draft, that, like, I'll just play with Clint, I'll alternate shot at Riverside, and I'll just have his pops and just do the yeah, same thing. Yeah, but he wanted to play with, uh, he wanted to play with Jared, with Jared, so I let him go out with Jared. Yeah. My point is, like, I was just going to do the same thing. I would have just put my lowest right. handicap with Clint, and I would have yeah. just got all of his pops. Yeah. Yeah. Like, which would have been a nice change of pace with <laughs> yeah. I also don't know how. Like how well Trent played, like Trent and Jordan played. Like Trent shot a forty-three on the front at Riverside. Yeah, thirty-five score, on the front. The score was much different at the turn, I think, than what it finished. Yeah, because they were back to square. Or no, they close. lost like seven and six. They did. It wasn't. It wasn't square. It was like three, like three up or something like. that. I think that. they went to the turn down four. I think it was five. Yeah, I don't so know. Maybe they just got thumped. It was never. Trent, it was never. Trent never looked like he had it. He shot. Well, he he played well in the front nine at Kissing Tree, from what I heard. Yeah. No, he did. He shot a thirty-seven. Shot, yeah, he shot one over yeah. on the front at Kissing Tree. So like, you know, like 
But that's also what you need to expect from your three handicap. Like, yeah, especially at kissing tree where like it's if so it, open. Him and I had to shoot one over. If we yeah. were gonna, if we were gonna do anything for our teams, we had to shoot one over. Yeah. And like even then, like I still was three down going in the turn against Dave and and B White would have been four down if it weren't for nine, which was yeah. a fucking miraculous birdie. That was sick. God, that was so good. Like just pumps a three wood like down the left side into the trees uh-huh. like almost green side and then like i had a root behind me i was hitting a tree on my backswing and i just like punched a, a 52 degree underneath trees skipped up to the hole like five feet short of it from like 35 40 yards away like through rough through underneath the tree through cart path area and then just sank the birdie which was the only good feeling i had going into that match was like yeah. okay we can maybe swing this i hit eight iron on that hole Really? It was a super layup. I think I hit five iron, <laughs> like 190 club. Uh, me and B White were in the process. Like, dude, I would happily pair up with B White again. B White's fun to play I with. I would have had a pleasure playing against B White again. He's yeah. a delight to play with. Yeah. Yeah, but we were like reading each other's putts, like being like, what distances, like, all right, well, what's the wind doing? Like, you know, talking to each other, like, B White likes other. the intellectual side of the game for yeah. sure. I yeah. was stoked on it. I think it was that fun. was a I think it was a great pairing at, at, at Kissing Tree too. I think Dad liked B White a lot too. I think he just yeah. liked that group. I think he had a good time. So I'm I'm glad the one round that he played he enjoyed despite him being in a severe amount of pain. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a shame because he was our team name was in in honor and homage <laughs> of him. <laughs> but uh yeah, it was a, you know, coming from the losing captain, uh, you know, our squad didn't quite have it. Sometimes that's what shakes out at net events. Sometimes your horses don't come out and uh, perform for you. Um, but, you know, that's, you know, it's only two, it's only two rounds. It's it, sometimes you just don't get clicking on those two days. Yeah. And, uh, you know, your team wasn't prepared to, you know, three of your guys that uh, showed up early and, and played the course the day beforehand, which Me is you know, admirable. We're also hitting the range earlier in the week. We did work a lot the week. Prior. I mean, that's why I played good. To be quite frank, like yeah, me and Ryan went to the range. We found something. Yeah, he he was like, "Hey man, you're doing this," and I was like, "Should I or should I do this?" And he was like, "You should do this." And then I did this, and I will I uh, the ball well. I'll say that I, <laughs> I I did everything I could as a captain. I scheduled a, a range day with my guys. Five of us agreed to it. Uh, all four of them bailed. <laughs> Did you go to the range still? I went and played 18 and shot my best score, my best score ever. So yeah. yeah, I still managed to get some golf in. Kid did him. Yeah. yeah. The day before the Ranger Cup, I shot my best ever round of golf. 69? 69, 69, 69 yeah. at Wolf Dancer from the Blues, which is a rating 73.9, I think. Yeah. So I was very, very happy with how I was playing. Um, but, uh, I also did a full like sports center video capture screen recording breakdown of every single hole at kissing tree and did like the the drawing on the hole talking about the slopes of the keith, fairways that keith was showing people like, yeah yeah keith. did everything i thought i could to get my guys prepared for what would eventually be a course that they drive to to play and i even did like okay if it's too much to even watch the videos like i made like screenshots that you could just pull up on your phone right before the hole and like get a sense of what you would need to do with like recommendations. Yeah. Jared said he watched three of the videos and that was it. So that just kind of tells you about like what my squad was bringing in, like <laughs> we, in terms of investment. I mean, how, what did you think after the, everything shook out, we got the teams and we're going into fucking Saturday. Like, did you think you had a chance or, um, I, dude, I, I mean, firstly, like I thought I was going to have 
the dad I had at Lakeside yeah. at Kissing Tree. Yeah. And like I was going into that match of being like, we should take Dave and BY without much problem because dad yeah. dad like whooped my ass at Lakeside as a as a as a twelve yeah. as a as a thirteen. Which he, which he was going into this event. I was like, if he plays like he did there, we're going to win like five and four, like without any problems. And like, you also didn't know I had found something either. I get it, but I shot one over on the front. If he was just there, it would have been super competitive. Like, it would have. Yeah. I like, mean, I was feeling it. Okay. Dave was striping it for sure. Um, that, and then, yeah, I mean, some guys, I mean, we. It's a net event. It's hard. Like people's handicaps are all over the place. I think. I mean, we there's people's handicaps that probably should have been higher. Like I mean, it, having Ando and Clint on the same team is a rough go of it. I mean, I can't complain. Clint was the only reason I had two points for my yeah. team. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it was hard to judge Ando's handicap going off of a round at Morris Williams. Which he played decently well. He had yeah. three pars. So I mean. Again, another handicap that we agreed to before going into the yeah. the you know picking up teams. So you can only work with what you're getting. And, and look, I, I can't complain about guys' handicaps when I've only watched them play two rounds. Yeah. Like it, like it, they could have just had two two rough rounds of it. Yeah. You know, it, it it people show up, people don't show up. Like it it, it is what it is. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really complain about it. Like it, it I had a great time. I, I so far I've just I, I love the Ranger Cup. I think what we will do though. Is uh we will mix up the captains the next time yeah. around. We're gonna yeah. be changing up the ownership. Right. Get Brian some. Brian definitely get, is gonna be one get, for sure. Getting uh getting some new heads in the locker room. Mostly just because, uh, dude, I fuck I I did I did what I could. <laughs> I, I I did a lot of investment and uh you know you know it is what it is. People have different leadership styles. I try to I, prepare I'm for my be team. Taking on an aggressive assistant captain's role on whatever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ryan, that should that should probably indicate to you though, probably yeah. maybe not, Which maybe, maybe not pick, pick Dave. No, we meshed pretty well. <laughs> yeah, we were vibing. He, he's sure. gonna be a very strong like Phil presence now in yeah. the room where it's like, <laughs> I get that I'm a vice captain, but like this is my but this is my team. team. <laughs> You're an honorary captain, sir. Granted, if I was like the fifth pick on the team, I would still be asserting what I think should happen regardless. Something tells me you're not usually quiet. <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a blast. I wish I could have been a part of the first one but uh, i'm stoked for the next one maybe it'll be a play and stay or stay and stay play. and stay play, and play. Stay we got play. this so kid you have the uh the title of the first broken club uh, yeah <laughs> at a ranger cup i did someone break a club at the first one no yeah i mean i guess that i have the title i i i snapped my driver uh, at kissing tree in the first round and it was just kind of like it was a result of like so visibly like just grinding for so long and like feeling like this was like the last moment of like getting something to work and like this is by no means like this is just a recreational like event like yeah. it's not it's not that big of a deal at whatsoever um and this has nothing to do with him my dad topped a drive right before me and like i was like okay this is our last hole that we can do this like i i I know my teams are losing right now. I need to get a point for my team. Like I'm the captain of the saying, I need to get it. Like let's hit a good drive. And like, I didn't hit a bad drive. It still found like short grass. It just wasn't long. And it just was the complete opposite of what I was trying to do. Yeah. And I just did the same thing I do all the time, which is like that, just like, that, like, soft, that like little tomahawk. No, thing. I know your throw very and, well. Uh, 
I just obviously did it harder than I normally do, and it just fucking snapped at like the hosel. And uh, yeah, I mean, at that point, like, I wasn't like blown away that it happened. Like, I was like, okay, that was harder than most times that I do it. And then I just I took my lumps. I used my three wood the rest of the way. I, I mean, honestly, the you, rest of the holes were fine with. The yeah, three you wood. need three wood at kissing tree anyway. So it, it like. And if I'm being completely honest, if like if I'm angry, I'm railing my three wood. It almost goes as far as my driver. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Like it's a straighter ball. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah. I I I have the award for first broken club. It's my first club I've ever broken. Yeah. Like completely, like yeah. unusably broken. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I don't regret it. I got one for you <laughs> if you need it. Yeah. I, uh, that's when me and B White knew we probably had the match in the bag. <laughs> um. We were like, he's coming derailed. We have. It was. This. It wasn't. It wasn't the four up with uh, seven to play that you guys thought you had it. Like, <laughs> and, and I at that point, dad was barely making a swing at that point. Like, it was. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. So you got that title. I'm gonna claim best dressed for myself in the romper. That was a look <laughs> for me. I uh, when Bryce sent us the pictures, I was like, Bryce, I can't wear that fucking thing. That's not gonna work for me, dog. <laughs> Um, but you got some compliments. I pulled it off, kind you of. Definitely had some eyes. Later. I didn't fall out of it, which I thought I might. Yeah, that was a. I'm just. Uh, that was a look. Excited to see how it shakes out the next time around. Like, definitely Ryan's going to be captain, but I feel like the next on deck is most likely Brandon. So yeah, I mean, it honestly just comes down to whether or not he takes up the mantle. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 he strikes me as the kind of person that could very much be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so if let's just say, but here, here's the issue out. though, is that he would actually finally have to appear on the fucking pod. <laughs> Which Has is he kind never of done a pod? No, he refuses to do and a pod. He also probably really? wouldn't do it. He would just pick his captain or his picks like over text or something. And then we have to just like recite them on the pod. Yeah. No, he has to come on the pod. He wouldn't do it then. Well, would then, he really not? I don't, no, I don't think so. But, I mean, there's uh, like eight people listening right now at this point. I, I feel like it's not listen, that. I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> uh, so let's say Brandon says no. Who would be the next best candidate? It's Clint. It's not Clint. <laughs> I mean, he knows the he, most out of knows most. We have people. no idea who's going to play in the third one. No idea. Yeah, but it's not going to vary too much from what we've done. Something tells me we're going to end up having Evan and Trent most likely in this next one. Like, yeah. Yeah, especially if we are traveling, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I don't, we'll, we can we'll cross see that it. bridge when we get there. Um, I don't know who the next. If, if if Brandon do it, I don't know who would be the next person to do it. Cause that, you can't do Jimmy. Jimmy's the next most likely. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I say that because like he's so far removed. From like the dude still doesn't keep like a a, a statistically a accurate hand, yeah. handicap, and he doesn't know what best ball is. So yeah. I mean, those are a couple of things that kind of disqualify someone as a captain yeah. in my eyes. That's uh, reasonable. I think Brandon's the only option. Otherwise, it's gonna have to be me or you again. Well, look, as someone who's undefeated in the Ranger Cup, I'm happy to take that mantle. I'm also undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> No points lost, no points half. You're not undefeated. You have two Ranger Cups, but you're not undefeated. You no, lost. I've won both that I've been in. Yeah. My team has. Oh, well, but your personal record. Exactly. Personal His personal record, record is not undefeated. Is not undefeated. My personal record is 2-0. and 
cool. But it's gonna stay good. I'm telling you. I'm a match play fiend. Yeah. Well, I'm I guess, three, I guess one and one. I guess this is a nice opportunity for me to pull up the good old Ranger Cup stat sheet. I've been keeping comprehensive stats of uh, oh, no. all all of these uh, <laughs> all of these you know uh, tournaments so far, and I'll continue to do so. I I was almost gonna go down to the hole, like oh, but. God. I just that don't would be too tough. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter for you guys. You're not doing it, so <laughs> I would even feel for you. I was like, that, that's too tough for you. But uh, <laughs> there are three people in, in the cor- the history of the Ranger Cup with a 100% win percentage: uh, Dave, B. White, and Jared. Um, they've only played one Ranger Cup. Among the people that have played both Ranger Cups. The highest rated player with an 88% win percentage is Jack, who who is 3-0-1. Oh, wow. Yeah. My partner in the original for um, the second match. The <laughs> next highest performing player with a 75% win percentage rating is Tim Summers, who played in the first <laughs> Ranger Cup and went 1-0-1. Oh, Timo. Uh, oh yeah, Tim. Yeah. The next five best players in terms of win percentage, uh, with the sixty-three percent win percentage, is Brandon, Bryce, Clint, Ryan, and Trent. All of you guys are two, one, and one. That's not a bad record, though. And then both Ryan and Trent have two Ranger Cups. There are only three people that have two Ranger Cups: you, Trent, and Jack. And Clint. And no, you. Clint lost last year. Oh yeah, yeah, that have oh, wins gotcha. in two. Re- yeah, um, that's, dope. That, that's a small crew. Yeah, um, and then you could go on and just keep winning. That's the, the winning plan. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole new animal as a captain, man. We'll, we'll see. It becomes even more of your responsibility to pick a winning squad. Yeah, and it's kind of a crapshoot because you have no idea how people are going <laughs> to no, play. No fucking clue. Um, right in the dead center, not in terms of people, but in terms of win percentage. Fifty percent win percentage. Colton Voswinkle, one push. Oh. <laughs> Didn't even play the Didn't second even day. Come in, he's still banned, I believe, isn't he? He is still banned. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he is serving a, a three-year ban. <laughs> um, uh, I, I was not part of that ruling. Cool. It was the right ruling. Um, <laughs> the uh, He's completely unaware of his three-year ban. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think Jimmy said something on the phone, but I don't, I don't remember yeah, what it I is. Did. Don't think he cared. Um, number four, uh, number fourteen and fifteen on this list. Actually, minus two from both of those. So that'll be number twelve and thirteen on this list with a thirty-eight percent win percentage. Both Dan and myself at one, two, and one. Uh, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. You know, we took our lumps. Um, two good players in their own right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we try. We they try. get paired with hard groups. I think. Well, they're good players. And the, so they're usually taking on a partner that is a challenge. Yeah, I think you and I both kind of left the weekend being like six was rough for Dan. <laughs> six was a bit low no. of an index for Dan and with with how it went. Dan and J- Jimmy are similar in that they don't keep scores enough to get an accurate handicap. They both have a really really high ceiling, but their floor is probably a lot lower than they think it is. Yeah, Jimmy could shoot a hundred and two 
No problem. Yeah. And so can Dan. Yeah. And I, you know, but, but they can both Jimmy also can shoot also 75. Shoot a, yeah. Jimmy could shoot a 77 and I wouldn't be surprised. He's just like, I'm feeling it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think, you know, that was part of that volatility was just kind of baked into my team as well. Yeah. Like if I look through my team, I don't know Jared well enough, but it seemed like he was the only other person on my team that I could count on to be like consistent. Jared was probably the second best golfer. In, I played one round with him, but he was really good by their handicap like yeah. i mean J- jimmy and keith both technically and dan technically had handicaps lower than him right uh, are Did we keith are, play bad like i didn't i never play with him i don't know i didn't play with him either Apparently, i can't say brandon and bryson said they were just in his head all day i don't know what that means but that I seems like they something play- they would say i, I heard they were playing <laughs> we ready the entire time <laughs> i can tell you that like the uh the vibe that those two guys exude is something that like you have to be able to kind of manage for sure yeah um dan obviously doesn't come with a certain chip like chippiness like he doesn't like punch back like whenever it comes to shit talking so it's more like me taking on b and and bryce with the shit talking at the same time wasn't that difficult you guys played against them yeah Yeah. so uh, i want to hear how it was playing against them it was fine. Like it, it helps to just be playing better golf than them the entire day. So whenever they you... talk shit, I just be like, "Yo, do you want to play the rest of this straight up?" And they kind of shut up pretty quickly. Yeah. But uh, it's. But they they at the same time like they just kind of like they have their things that they can do like they 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 have their we ready thing which is obviously <laughs> annoying. Yeah. But it, like I wouldn't say it affected how I played. Bryce like, is sneaky long too. Well, you say that, but on every single hole, he was compelled to take a bet on who would hit it further. And I was going to ask. I think you made some money. <laughs> I made some money off of him. Um, the only reason he came back is because we ran it back on 18, and he's like, 20 bucks on this one. We ready. And then uh, I was like, all right, cool. And then I just fucking skied my driver, just trying to like blow him by like 30 yards. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he's longer than you'd think out of someone like him. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, but it honestly, he, they were really. He was f- just playing good. Uh, I think they did a good job ham and egging it. He didn't play as well as he did at Kissing Tree, like from his own mouth. Like, yeah. um, but they did a good job ham and egging it without question. I, Dan and I kind of matched up quite a bit. Um, and it's all ham, no egg. Yeah, like a, a lot of that. And then I think as well, and I think Dan would even agree with me. Like, I, I didn't see him on the back nine except for like one hole. Yeah. So like it, but besides that, you know, I, I think if, if, if we had Dan at a little bit higher on a handicap and I had the Dan that I had at shadow Glen, I think we would have taken it. But at the same time, deep B could have played better. He was at home. So like, it could have been a good match. Like yeah. B and Bryce are, are, are a good pairing. Um, I Which think, I, I think, I think if we play me and Dan against them four more times, we win more of them. Sure. But that's not the Ranger cup. Like, right. It, it is what it is. Um, if we keep going on that list now at 13% win percentage, we've got, uh, Jimmy and Keith at Oh, three and one. I know Keith is bummed about it. He's like, I've only lost in this shit. I'm pissed about it. Yeah. He hasn't won a matchup. Neither him or Jimmy have won a matchup yet. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, they're both really good golfers too. Yeah. Maybe keep better handicaps folks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, get those pops. I mean, yeah, like if 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 Jimmy's kind of pissed about this, it's like, dude, like find out what your handicap truly is. Yeah. 
plays and, a seven and, and, next year, and, and then and then or fucking let eleven. Like Jimmy could easily be a, an eleven or a twelve. Like you don't, you just don't know. He's one of those guys that gets seven holes into it and is like, I'm not keeping score. Yeah, you know. So yeah. he only records good scores, so he's going to have a good handicap. That doesn't work well. No, it doesn't help for net events. And then the uh, the final four, all with a 0% win percentage. Um, we have Jordan, 0-2, Andy, 0-2, Dad, 0-1, Jeff Palmer, 0-1. Mm. Uh, so it's... Uh, you know, there's some variety on the board. I, yeah. I think that's the. Uh, I'm excited for this thing to continue to get kind of more diverse. Yeah, it's, the longer uh, it goes, like the more years that fucking go by, like seeing how the records shake out, that'll be. And cool. how every time there's like some new people as well. Like this is we've had two Ranger Cups, and there is 19 people on this yeah. list. Like you get new people coming through. We still haven't yeah. had Richie play yet. Yeah. Like we might get Evan or Trent at some point coming into this. Like we might get Rocky like coming yeah. through on one of these. So it's like. You just you just never know. John, yeah. maybe. Maybe John, Austin. There's just people. But yeah. So I wanted to bring this up. Like, so uh, do we want to shake up like the format at all going forward for the next one or anything like that, or are we happy with kind of how it is now? I, do you think modified alternate shot is better than true alternate shot, or is it dependent uh, on the course? I think with high handicappers, it's it's more consistent and it's faster. But I don't think I don't think Sunday we played very slow. No, but Riverside helps with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I also think that like I can tell you that a lot of people. I got the feeling that people wish they were hitting more golf shots. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I I had that brought to my or not brought to my attention, but it was voiced to me, and uh, I was just like, "Listen, this is what we agreed to do. This is what we're doing. It's you got to act as a team. Like this is this is the." I would also say modified alternate shot favors the high handicappers. Like if, for instance, Clinton Jared, if Clinton never had to hit a tee shot, yeah, they'd I mean, be that, way too good. Pops, yeah, yeah, like the the pops have to come down. But then he's also hitting your approach shot too. But yeah, so but he's matter. so much worse off the tee. Like that's where he's regardless. The way it was with true alternate shot. This past Ranger Cup, like the pops were coming into question already. If it was modified alternate shot, it could have been even worse. Yeah, I don't know. I played against I played against B and Clint and alternate modified alternate shot Wolf Dancer. I didn't think that they were preposterous. Wolf Dancer is like, a much well, and this was a different style. year. Like Clint's gotten better, and he got the same pops. He got yeah, more, pops, more pops, significantly yeah. more pops. Yeah. So but I still stand by his. And pop. I wouldn't say like Clint got better. He just played easier courses. Like do we like we've already seen that Clint's game hasn't changed yeah, I mean, all Wolf, that much. Wolf Dancer and Shadow Glen are definitely two way harder court courses For sure. than Kissing Tree and Riverside. It was yeah. like polar opposites almost. So like if you do Kissing Tree and Wolf Dancer side by side and then Riverside and Shadow Glen side by side, like it's clear they're way more demanding yeah. for sure. The crazy thing about the first Ranger Cup is that the first day was all pushes, and then the second day, every single group won two up on eighteen. Yeah, like everyone had the exact same stat yeah. line on both sides of yeah. the. It's crazy. It's crazy that it was fucking just all pushes on the first day, it and was it wasn't crazy. like every hole is a push. Like 
B and Clint came back from four down. Yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah. No, and uh, that was uh, Jack and I, and we did something similar when we played. That was modified older and shot. Yeah. And Wait, we no, played you and really Jack played. At Shadow Glen. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Um. So, yeah, the modified part definitely helped. Yeah. It was I huge. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but. I, I really do like true alternate shot, but what if we like did away with the four ball on one of the days? I don't know what we do, like just all scramble one day and then do like Well true, we could just modified alternate shot the next day. That's a lot of alt shot. But it's modified, like yeah. you're all hitting T shots. Yeah. But you could get rid of four ball and do I'm just trying to see a like, shamble figure out like if we tried to freshen it up or spice it up yeah. a little bit or or do we have we found like the money like no I, I think we ran to a pretty big uh downside of having a split format on front and back nine which yeah. it, it it buries your team's indexes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I did the scorecards with Ryan before on on Riverside and at Kissing Tree and I guess I just got doubly unlucky. It felt like my team's handicaps weren't quite what they should have been. And on top of that, we kept getting on the bad side of it being odd or even, and we'd get handicaps buried on the front and lost on the back when they yeah. get averaged between the two guys. I think between like three of my groups um, of the four that were there, we only washed out with you guys once. Yeah. The rest of them, we were losing extra strokes yeah. to you guys, so which was just brutal. A format that would be fun is Quota. Where you have to earn points based on your handicap. I already hate the idea of people having to do math on the scorecard. Well, we would... No, I can't mark a scorecard for math ongoing on a match. Yeah. You could do, like, skins per hole. Like, each each group just collects skins. And you do, uh, you do fucking uh, net, net still. But, like, each hole you collect a skin if you don't... If you push, it's gone. But each hole you do win, you collect a skin, and each you're explaining each... match play right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If so. you're not validating and stacking on pushes, then it's just match play. Yeah. So do you really think three years in that we can't have people keeping Ryan, cards? If you say this every single time, no, we can't. You know we can't, <laughs> especially when we have four groups out there now. Yeah. Like, so. If you... I hear you. So we I, just don't have people that are like golfers into golf yeah. to like, like they don't know what gin is like. They're like, Grint, let's download Grint. I can keep a handicap there. You know, yeah. like one well, gin, you do need a home course. Yeah, exactly. So it, and it's not like the easiest money. thing yeah. to do. So. All right. So quota is off the table. Yeah, we can't. I don't think we should get to. I too. think I think. Committing what? to a single format, I think, is what we should do for the next one. Yeah, like whatever a, that is for like the full, full eighteen something. Yeah, yeah, at least one of the days. Like yeah. it, right now, you know, it could be four ball the whole time. Maybe I, I, I don't know, but I, I, I like the idea of a scramble. I think for us, we, we really prefer a change in format because we play so much golf. Right. I think for a lot of guys, it's just like golf is already kind of like. Yeah, they're doing it's it. Re- yeah. yeah, they're doing it. Like, but you know, I think everybody enjoys a scramble. I think yeah, I, the scramble shouldn't go away. Yeah, the yeah, I I think scramble probably will st- if we're committing. To, I think one of the days should be a scramble day. 
Um, and then you can also talk about like how low you went on your scramble too. Like, and then maybe ending it. So first day is a full scramble for the 18. Next day is four ball and then alt shot. So you're ending on alt shot. Like we've talked about for the Ryder cup, like you're ending. Yeah. But then I get, or we but could we do the opposite. We run into the stupid of the averaging of a handicap thing again. Like it's easier if you maintain the same, yeah, same format across the both things. And, yeah, I just I I it, I would be more down with that if it was more days because I want to be able to f- switch up the format. At Dude, least so that was what bit. I was gonna say in the. It's uh, just hard. To that's what I was gonna say about the next one. I was like, shout I, out I, I don't see days. a reason if we plan far enough ahead, we can't make it three days. Or here's the next thing, we have a singles. I would like where that we too, we try to do maybe thirty six in one day, or we do a third day where the third day is all singles. I think thirty six. is think... asking a lot from a lot of these guys. Um. Not all of them are down to like. Then I think we give people five to six months heads up and we try to do three days. <laughs> I like three days and I like ending on singles. I think that'd be really interesting. And then that's the four, that's the four ball. That's the yeah. you're playing your ball. So it's like you have scramble partners, you have modified alt shot partners, and then you have uh, match play. Yeah. And then singles, singles. match going in. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea. Of and then that. here's the thing too: is that it becomes more stats too. Yeah, <laughs> more opportunities Which, to have a certain yeah different percentage or whatever. Yeah, more variability. But yeah, I like the idea of that. If people can jot out three days, and like you can, a long weekend, and but. you can still still do the same pairings. You just have two different singles matches going on at once within a, a tee time. Yeah, exactly. you're not doing like what the pros do, where it's like just send yeah, two out. Just two. Yeah. Hey, yeah, can we, we get? Can we get? Can we get, Can we get eight, eight tea times? times? No. Eight two sums. They're going to say, uh, fuck off. But so, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of that for sure. Um, yeah, it would just be having to get everyone's schedules down for a three day weekend or something like that. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, doable. we could have to cut down by a group of four or a pairing, but I don't know. I would, rather, play do with three, it. I would rather do a three day weekend with fucking 12 people than 16. I feel you. Well, like uh, not like I would rather have sixteen for the three day weekend, but if I had to choose, I, we we get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I would also say like I don't know how. I mean, maybe more so like Ranger Cup four, which was gonna fall back on like the tail end of summer, early like yeah. fall, where the days are still maybe a bit longer. But like I, I don't see how like if you can't do thirty six in a golf cart with like a three hour break in the middle right. of the day, like w- what's going on with your life? I don't know. It's a lot. I mean, golf is a lot. Like, and not everyone's like fully invested for the entire eighteen, regardless. Fucking thirty-six. I so. think there are ideas to play with, and we can find a. Conclusion. Yeah, I mean, my only the only thing that has me hesitant on the thirty-six is that like people might be fucking shit faced by the the next. They 18. will another fucking variable. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's the thing that probably makes it not as doable. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's about stamina as it is so much about like not being wasted, be blackout drunk. Yeah. Which is fine. We can Uber. Well, I think then I, I have a feeling uh, the next one's going to be a stay in play. Yeah. So it shouldn't I think be. Horseshoe Bay is an option. We did Horseshoe this, this I, year. And so I, I already have to... three laid out right now. And um, there's also fucking Barton Creek, the Omni right there. Dude, town. people can't afford that. Yeah, that's pricey. Um, I've already looked at pricing I, I, and stuff right now. Price, but yeah. uh, Cypress Wood. Because I think we should leave Austin too. Yeah. I think we've done two yeah. now in Austin yeah. where it's like 
there's people that have committed multiple times now from different places. It yeah. sounds like B white wants to be a mainstay in this. Yeah. It sounds like Jerry was happy with it and you'd be down to do it again. Yeah. You have friends in Dallas that have talked about being interested. It just has fallen on bad weekends for them. Yeah. They're all getting married and shit. So like, I think for the Houston side where Keith and Bryce have been committing, there's Cypress wood golf club. Mm-hmm. It's not a stay and play, but they have two courses and there's tons of lodging nearby Yeah, where it'd be easy. And then, there's pine dunes that you went yeah. to which is like pretty much at like the epicenter of the triangle yeah. of dfw and it's Austin. fucking awesome and but they only have one course but yeah. it's all the accommodation seems pretty reasonable and close it's, it's like affordable the- and it's a good track and they have housing there where we could literally like get two units and just live it up yeah up there so and then there's the potential of going down to South Padre Island. Yikes. There's some shit over there, dude. Yikes. Something coastal. Get some yeah. maybe Ranger Cup fours like Lynx. Like a, <laughs> our attempt at a Lynx course. Have some beach days after. Well, what's the deal with these courses? Oh, Tell we me I mean it. between between Port A down to South Padre, there's plenty of options to choose from where we could have like a decent golf course that has a clo- coastal vibe, and then we oh, got so beach days not right like after. A stay it. and play. It's like we stay somewhere and like find play the two places. Uh, I I think we could. I think I haven't done enough research to be like there is no stay and play. Well, if you un- undo Colton's van, he has a fucking house in Port A. Well, we're we're very strict about our vans around here. There's no. I mean, unless he does some sort of community service. You like know. donating a house, like a caddying around an eighteen, around of eighteen. I think goals. he needs to caddy for the entire team that he let down at Shadow Glen, which would have been your team. Yeah, um, I was team gonna soul. carry fucking eight bags. Uh, better be strong. Are you telling me he doesn't? Uh, are you re- what? <laughs> he he would do it multiple times. <laughs> oh, so eight different rounds? No, you didn't have that big of a team. You would be five other guys. Oh, yeah, that's true. Different yeah. amount of people. So, yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to be down for that. Man, well, that's then we'll rent a place. That, yeah, and bands continues. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but those are the, the first things that I've yeah. penned. Uh, in my head, honestly, the one that seems obvious is Pine Dunes. And then it would be the first. It would be the first Ranger Cup too, where people would get to play the course a second time. Yeah, where they've learned something from the first go around. Yeah. So I, I I like the idea of potentially doing Pine Dunes. Clint- B. White and Jared are from up there, too. Yeah. It's like, if this is the triangle of Austin, DFW, and Houston, it's like, it's like right there. It's outside of Athens. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's like almost split. Yeah. yeah. Like, if anything, it's the first thing it's from is Austin. Yeah. But it's like almost equidistance from Houston it's and Dallas. Four hours from here, too. It's not. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. Um, the, the thing that's always made us most hesitant about doing this is that the majority of us are in Austin and I think there's a good contingent of Austin people that may just not go. So it's about trying to give people enough prep time. Like I said, I'm down to cut down by a group. Like if we can't get three groups there, then I don't think it's worth doing. But if we can get three there, I think it's definitely worth doing. Yeah. yeah and I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like this is something that I would start announcing and like, start looking at bookings like probably in november yeah because one like i've already looked at stuff for pine dunes and it's already, <coughs> it's already losing space so it's it's a heavy rotation there's a lot of people that go there well and the thing is i'm still trying to look for something around the masters again yeah. you know where it's the weather's still cool and yeah. the days are long enough and uh yeah so that's that's the plan looking forward to ranger cup three um i'm excited to see how it shakes out you know we'll see if if b 
ends up taking up the mantle of the other captain. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out, who ends up showing up for it and who comes out on top. But another successful Ranger Cup. Congratulations to the Team Soul. Team Soul, baby. Team Soul. Um, we ready. We don't have to keep that going. I, yeah. I think we all decide that like it it, it dies with that Ranger yeah. Cup. <laughs> it was a lot. It sounded like know. most of your team was over. Yeah, as we were well. like, all right, we need a different <laughs> song, Bryce. But yeah, it was a it was a pleasure breaking down the Ryder Cup. And uh, for those of you that gave a shit about the Ranger Cup, thank you so much. Thanks for listening, Clint. But uh, yeah, um, we'll catch you next time. I don't know when it'll be. Maybe it'll be fucking our fantasy draft at fucking the Hawaiian swing. So who fucking knows? Um, Keep it real. Thanks for listening. See you.